Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Peggy Amanisi, broadcasting from Westchester County, New York. My show is called Sandra Loved One Send Us. Wishing you all a happy Tuesday. Um, being in New York, we are kind of buried under the snow, I guess, as most of the East Coast. And uh, so just kick back tonight in your living room or wherever and uh, listen to our show at 1347-838-9201. Or you can Skype us by... Um, Typing in blogtalkradio.com slash Peggy, S-I-M-M-A-N-E-N-E-C. Anyhow, I'm going to start the show, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my uh, co-host tonight. He's been my co-host before. He's from Arizona. His name is Kevin Chappelle, and his interest in psychics began in 1975 when he fell in love with a girl who could predict the future. The relationship sparked his interest in social attitudes towards psychics, as well as discovering whatever he could about psychic ability and how it worked. He married his wife, Stana, also a psychic, in 1978. Kevin was raised in a Southern Baptist church and began teaching the Bible in 1992. In 1999, he was ordained as a deacon by Pima Street Baptist Church of Tucson, and in 2006, he was elected adult education director of the church. 
While teaching Bible classes in the mid-2000s, students began having more questions for Kevin on what the Bible really says about spirits, psychics, and mediums. At the same time, he began to make friends with psychics and mediums through online social networking, many of whom were pleasantly surprised at his unconditional acceptance of them. Kevin lives near Tucson, Arizona, with his wife, Stana, and their son, Ryan. And a little bit uh, about me. I am a uh, best-selling author on Amazon of a book called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. It's an outline of my life story from my birth, uh, actually prior to that. And there's a, a chapter dedicated to my family history, living um, living and growing up in a small town in Westchester called Croton Hudson, New York. And I have multiple sclerosis, and um, I'm also an intuitive medium. Um, had my ability since I was a child. Um, suffering at the time they thought of encephalitis, but it was actually multiple sclerosis diagnosed 41 years later. And I've lost uh, many close to me, including uh, two of my children, Megan Marcus, to cystic fibrosis. Marcus was 22 um, and passed four years ago yesterday. And my daughter, Meg, was 28 and passed on Mother's Day 2002. Mother, She was the mother of two children at the time, four and seven. I've also lost many others. My... Uh, their father died nine months before our son um, in April 2010. Both my parents in 93 and 94, brother and sister in 98 and 2006 to cancer. And um, the past two years, I lost two young nephews and many, many more, which kind of brought me to what I do in bringing out my gift because it's healing to many, especially grieving parents. On top of this, I was also a victim to Hurricane Sandy and lost uh, pretty much everything I owned and had to live in a hotel for six months back in my home and still not completely uh, healed because uh, I have um, some more work to do in the place and how to replace everything I owned. <clears throat> my show, I have many guests, famous guests, uh, TV, re radio personalities, authors, mediums, and uh, and yes, we do readings on my show. So anyhow, I'd like to bring uh, Kevin on right now and let him tell you in his own words a little bit about, about himself, okay? Okay, hold on one minute, please. Kevin? Yes, I'm right here, Peggy. Hi, how are you? Very good. Totally the opposite of the snow you have up there in Westchester County. Oh, just rub it in, buddy. <laughs> just rub it in, my pal, my comrade. <laughs> well, anyhow, it's so nice to have you back on the show. We haven't spoke. I mean, we speak all the time on Facebook and private messaging and emails and all that, but uh, we haven't talked in a little bit of time. So what's been happening with you? I know you, well, have, a, you have another book you're working on, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, anybody who's read the first part of, of my current book uh, knows that um, I was friends to a medium named Melanie who passed away herself on March 7th of 2014. And, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, I wish I could have been there to have given you a big hug yesterday. Uh, I know that was a Thank hard you, day Kevin. for it you. Was memory always will be. You know, I explained to people, like Melanie, we're both psychic uh, mediums, and we bring through... Um, you know, loved ones for other people. but and, and we did get messages from our own, but it's not the same because we all are spirits in our human um, existence right now. And being that we are human, we still have the emotions of every other human being. So I still go bonkers on the angelversary dates and the birthdays and the holidays, and I just want to explain that to the listeners. That, And I know Melanie did do, uh, did that too. Because, you know, oh, yes. we'd rather have them here. We'd rather have them here. But, Kevin, I've learned to slow my flow on my show. <laughs> so I want you to tell me, tell us about you and 
the book coming out. Actually, name your first book for our listeners. I, I usually publish. Um, actually, if you go to my um, my page that I do for the event page, I've listed your book and where they can find it. They can just click on your book or my book on that event page for tonight to go to immediately to to get our books. Um, you know, they're they're available in bookstores too, but Amazon's usually the easiest way. So, but tell the listeners the name of your book, please. Okay, Peggy. Yeah, my book is The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. What it really amounts to, uh, without being a tedious Bible study, um, is biblical proof that the gifts of psychic ability and mediumship are true, bona fide spiritual gifts supported by Scripture in and from the Bible. And right. that because they are bona fide spiritual gifts, we have a responsibility to the Lord for how we use them, do we use them to build up other people's lives, to glorify the Lord, to, to bring mm-hmm. others comfort and encouragement in, in doing so uh, with right. those gifts? And, mm-hmm. and, this, and I you know, agree that you know, psychic ability um, is scary. scary. You know, <laughs> well. You know, there's there's what is named as the gift of knowledge on, in First Corinthians mm-hmm. twelve eight, which basically, you know, when it's supernaturally gained knowledge, you know, that's just another way of saying psychic ability. And right. the early church uh, did communicate with spirits. We did have um, in Acts chapter thirteen where Paul and Silas were set apart by the Holy Spirit for a type of work to be done. Um, we also, right. you know. Um, have Paul saying in First Timothy four one the Spirit says in later times that someone will abandon the faith. So you know he didn't say that a man said it; it said the Spirit said it. So this was commonly mm-hmm. done in the first century church, but somewhere along the line, and I could not say where, um, it turned into something that seemed to be taboo. And, and scripturally, it has never changed from the fact that it's not right. taboo. It's just that we exactly. are commanded to test the spirits, not just either accept them wholeheartedly or reject them wholeheartedly. Um, well, you know me, uh, Kevin, you've read my book, and, and you know I have a chapter um, toward the ending about, um, and I quote-unquote put, like so many people sit in the, and, and you being a Baptist deacon, and me growing up in the Episcopal Church, my dad working for 50 years, you know, we grew up believing a certain way, and uh, that you talk about taboo, but that this is wrong to do, it's of the of the devil, blah, 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 blah. But I, I, I do a quote in my book saying that, you know, many of us sit in those church pews and we listen to another human being uh, quoting things from the scripture and telling us heaven's real and God's real. And and then we we give proof through what our gifts are, you know, through our gifts like Melanie and myself and many, many others these days. And uh, we're crazy. We're crazy or we're evil or, you know... People just, I, you know, I just don't understand that, you know. I don't understand it. So, um, you know, um, but the Bible does show proof of this, like you said, and, and you actually are able to quote the scriptures for it. Well, and this is the, this is the thing I try to get across by the, the book. And by the way, at my own website, you can read the first chapter for free and decide if you like to purchase the rest of the book. But it, what I really right. try to communicate is that no one has to be afraid you know, if a pastor, a deacon, a educator, Sunday school teacher, anybody says, you know, I'd stay away from that stuff, they can go mm-hmm. right to this book and they can say, 
here's the scriptures. Here's the reasons right. why this is fully scriptural and have a defense of that. This has been one of the big reasons that people have purchased it. Another reason is that it gives them the courage to say, I am a medium and I serve the Lord with my whole heart, just as you have done and, you, and yes, Melissa has done. And continue. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, and it says, you know, I don't have to be afraid. In fact, I have to put my gift to use. I have to be accountable to the Lord that I serve who put this within me to come out mm -hmm. and offer that comfort. And I tell you, I think you've done the biggest job I've seen of anyone in offering comfort through your gift, pointing out those signs, which I tell you, I think since I first appeared on your show in July, I've even mm -hmm. taken more note of signs that come along and I even have a collection of the pennies that have come across my path <laughs> in my desk. Right. right, right. We'll talk about the signs tonight. Like, you know, like I said, the pennies, a lot of people, you know, look for the usual usual signs, which kind of, um, I get them too, but uh, separates me, I think, from a lot of the uh, the intuitives out there. Like, you've even, you gave me a great review on Amazon, and I appreciate that. But um, I've actually, you know, gotten pictures of my son appearing in people I don't know's photos that I come across. And, uh, you know, like the little girl in Ireland that happened to pass to the same illness that both my children died of cystic fibrosis. And the other one, with I just went to a site one day, drawn to it, and my son appeared in somebody's door. And it's like, oh, my God, I don't know, understand this, blah, blah, blah. And I gave comfort to the person, you know. But these signs, the, most amazing, the way I recently get. was at one of the moon that you post, posted on your own did site. Did you see his face? Yeah. I did, but, you know, in the dark part of the moon, I don't want to use the Pink Floyd term, but in the dark part of the moon, you could actually see it. I was amazed. Not only that, but, you know, it's it's kind of ironic, and which I use a lot in my book because everything's ironic to me. But it's kind of ironic that the person that took that picture... Uh, just came into my life recently. I met her, um, not hadn't even physically met her prior to this, but she happened to befriend my son and wrote to me right after he passed and said, I hope you don't mind me connecting, told me some things, my son, you know, what they shared, and then realized later that his sister Meg, my daughter who also passed CF, was at her sister's wedding and best friends with her sister and her sister's husband. Had no idea of the connection. She is also an intuitive. She lives right up the street from me. She's recently brought, wow. you know, I lost two two friends. I Well, I'll tell you, this is the reason I haven't finished. I have three more books coming out, Raising Hannes in Heaven with all. That's a powerhouse. That, I'm going to tell you something, and you know me. It's not about my ego. That's going to be a New York Times bestseller. It's going to be better than a Stephen, Stephen um, King's book, who actually lives in the town I grew up in, by the way. I just found out he still lives there. I didn't know that. Somebody, she just told me because she worked at a pharmacy, and he used to come in for medications. I knew he'd lived there. I didn't know he still lives there, which is four miles north uh, south of me, but the town I grew up in. And, uh, you know, uh, what do they say? Facts uh, or, or, or what is it? what's the expression? Um Fiction is uh, truer than um, than than, than, is than um, fiction, Peggy. Fiction, yeah, exactly. Well, you know me. I want to tell my listeners too. I am human. I have multiple sclerosis. I fumble uh, my thoughts and words sometimes, which makes me more human. Uh, not more human, but um, I, I I own up to my my faults and my my problems. Okay, but it's true. I mean, if you like Stephen King, you're gonna love my book because it's real. But, you know, he people purchase his books, New York Times bestseller, he makes all this crazy stuff up. My stuff's real. 
and it's even crazier. <laughs> Kevin, you've seen well, a lot of Well, that's what you say. The truth is stranger than fiction, Peggy. And, and, and the reality is I think that it's meant to be that way because, you know, God's imagination far exceeds ours, as it says in Ephesians 3.16. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he can do beyond what we can imagine, and that's exactly what he's done. Nobody would have thought a picture of Mark in Ireland or in that window pane shot that was sent to you. I mean, both were photographed by somebody else not even near you. I mean, who dreams this stuff up? They don't. You know, there's no Photoshop could do that. And, you know, it's funny that when you said that, I even quote, I met you because of the author, Mark Ireland. That seems like yes. it could be another synchronicity. Mark Ireland. My son's picture appeared in somebody's picture from Ireland, Mark Ireland. Something I just picked up I never up thought on. of that that way. You're right. Well, that's kind of weird, don't you think? Hello. <laughs> you, yeah, even even though your son's name ends with a C for Marcus, uh, yeah, it didn't cross yes. my mind before, but that's right. Uh, Mark appearing yeah, in a picture me. from Ireland and Mark Ireland, yes. Mark Ireland, yeah, and that's our connection and my connection to Mark Ireland, who is a um, the author of Soul Shift and a few other books, lost his son Brandon, and his father, Richard, who was one of the famous uh, psychics to the stars, as a, I've talked about it on the show before, but I just want to reiterate about that. As a teenager, when my friends were going to block dances and high school dances, I was drawn to his father on the Steve Allen show, and he was the most one of the most amazing psychics I've ever seen in my life. And you know, back in the '60s when I watched the show, because I'm 61, I'm proud of it, and I was a teenager back then, and. I would stay home and watch the show, not knowing 40 years later I would be interviewing him on my own radio show. His son, who ended up losing a child, and we had a common bond here now. Both authors, both losing child, both getting signs. And we, and you guys have brought the synchronicity. Actually, you, Kevin, thank you for that, because I never quite understood it or put it into words. Uh, but the word is synchronicity. Like for for instance, you're in my husband's birthday the same day. Yes. Um, your son's middle name Nathan, uh, Nathaniel, which is my grandfather and my um, my uh, uncle's name. But you and I have so many synchronicities, and including your friend Melanie, who passed in March. Uh, died the day before my father's birthday, and you sent me a whole list of things, and I, I would say, what was it, 8 out of 10, you and I were connected with birth dates, holidays, or whatever, with losses of our family or birthdays of our family. At that least, uh, I think I, I started with January 1st, and I listed about everything I could think of, and I had to take two emails mm-hmm. to do it in, but I remember, I think you came up with more than one dozen um, synchronicities, yeah. coincidences, and things um um, God incidents. We don't call them in in biblical terms now. In our biblical terms, they are God incidences. There's no coincidence. You can call it whatever you want. They are meant to be. That's God placing things in our path. But you need to open, expand your mind that He gave you, which is the greatest gift of all, next to your heart, um, to see these things. You know, I, I have so many other parents that I counsel because I was also a nurse, and I counsel them through the grief, and they kind of look up to me. Because I'm not only quoting from books, I'm quoting from my heart. Because I've lost not one but two children, so I can, you know, speak to them on that level, you know. And it's just, it's just absolutely amazing um, that we do come here. I truly believe that we come here with a plan. 
we 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 um, actually choose our plan before we we come to Earth, and to learn our lessons, and which is I think is complete love. I mean, there's no greater. You know, the, the song by Whitney Houston, "God Rest Her Daughter." I don't know if she passed yet, but she's in very bad shape. But the greatest love of all is our children. You know. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I haven't been watching the news today. It's been um to be to be perfectly honest with you, my human side. Yesterday was a rough day on my Mark's uh, four year angel anniversary, and with all the snow here, um, I've had frozen pipes all day. I've had no water, can't shower, dishes, nothing, <laughs> and I'm thirsty. You know, <laughs> so oh. I still go through the human side. But you know what? Just talked to my neighbor. Her grandson helps me out a lot. Jimmy, thank God for Jimmy. He's coming over tomorrow if the water doesn't come on tonight, and he's going to unfreeze my pipe. So thank God for that. You know, we have to appreciate the small miracles in life. You know, I just got off the phone with, and that's another synchronicity. I moved here um, right before my son got uh, very ill because he had cystic fibrosis, and I have multiple sclerosis, and we couldn't do stairs anymore. And our our house prior to here had many stairs, so. I moved here, and my next-door neighbor turned out she had lost her daughter right before my daughter and lost her son right before my son. And we have become sole mothers in grief. Um, they were like grandparents to my my kids. We're still very close. And God you know, God bless her husband, who's he's, he, he's close to leaving the world now. We just got the film prior to the show, and... Uh, She's been my my savior in many ways, you know, my earth angel, you know, by helping out with so many things. They're always there for me. So I'm very, you know, even though I've gone through what I've gone through, Kevin, I'm very blessed. You know, we have to um, take into consideration of the uh, things here on earth that we are blessed, you know. We go through hell on earth sometimes, you know, but we still have heaven on earth. And I'm blessed to have such wonderful neighbors that are there for me through whether it be broken pipes or last year with my roof caving in. Grandson was right here, you know, so I am blessed. I just want to say that. Well, being there for each other is, again, part part of our purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Because, again, you know, this is where when it talks in the chapter in First Corinthians 12 about spiritual gifts, it's just like, well, if we, if we all had one gift, where would the other gifts be? You know, what would we do without this? Uh, what Even the parts that are hidden behind the scenes, it says we treat them with special honor because they, again, support the other parts of the body so that everything, there's no lack. Um, again, mm-hmm. your neighbors, you have somebody there who is, I, I want to, it's kind of an odd way to put it, but on the same level as you having lost two children, understanding, you know, to where you have that close connection of understanding that I know that mm-hmm. you can't find many places. I know that I, all I could put up yesterday was to say I, I would only begin to know how you feel if I lost Ryan and, you know, even to say exactly. a thing like that, you know, it hits mm-hmm. me in the heart. <laughs> so all I could say that I wish yeah. I could just give you a big hug. <laughs> I, well, you know what, your virtual hug means a lot to me. we Kevin, we met, thank God, through Mark Ireland, um, and that's part of the synchronicity, going from me, um, you know, we don't have idols on earth, but his father was just threw me into him back in the 60s to not knowing I'd have a radio show 40 times. I was a little, I, I had no idea that all those years later I'd have a radio show, especially doing this, which drew me to him, to you, which is part of the 
gifts that God gives us through, uh, we talk about six degrees of separation. I, I believe it's much closer. We are so linked to God and to Jesus and to spirit that we're all part of, like I said, the plan, that our spirit's all of one. You know, I'm not into like the new age, quote unquote, movement, you know, in, in a way, maybe I understand. I understand some of it. Because we are all linked. I, I, you know, a lot of people will call him spirit, they'll call this. God is God to me. You know, he has a name. I'm Peg, so don't call me anything else, you know. <laughs> don't call me well, Peg I think when it comes down I'm to, Peg. I think when it comes to purpose, people who have a more, you know, where they can understand that they have a spiritual gift, you know, with me yeah. it took others to make me aware that I had mine, but in any sense... You begin to say, why was I given this? Why was I given these circumstances? Mm -hmm. And if you trains your mind to look for those purposes, I think more than the average person who's not aware of their gift. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know if you would agree with that. Because you, you with no, me, I for do. example, I dated two psychics, you know, and I pondered for yep. years, thinking, why in the world would God have me only date two girls? They both be psychic, and of course I marry the mm -hmm. second one. And then I see mm -hmm. later that my purpose was to write that book and to communicate God's love exactly. and his acceptance to psychics. You know, I, I did write something um, along, well, in, 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 along the certain lines, but a little different. Um, I think it was yesterday. With You know, I like I said, I, I vent. And I, you know what? Venting is good when you're going through grief. And if no one understands it, oh, well. You know, that's what I, I have to tell people. Because um, God gave us a voice and gave us emotions, and if venting makes you feel better, don't worry if other people don't understand. As long as you, it's most importantly to get it out, you know. We a lot of people go to psychiatrists and do the same thing and pay a lot of money. Thank God for social media. I do it. Some people think I'm nuts. Some people think, oh God, is she ever going to stop? You know. But it really, it's very, very, very helpful. You know. But uh, yes. that, that's another point I want to stress. You know that. Um, but through what I've been through, um, people have often said to me, how do you do it? And I said, you know what, my friends, you have two choices in life. You can um, sit there and feel sorry for yourself, which, yeah, we all do. I mean, we're human because it's part of the human aspect, you know, part of who we are. But, you know, in life, basically, you have two choices. God gives you free will, do or die. I could have sat there and taken my own life. Which, I'm going to tell you something, I was on suicide watch for five weeks after my son died because I kept telling people, I've done this once, I can't do this, I just can't do this again. And I thought about it, but then I thought about how selfish that is. I must say, you know, there's people that are very mentally ill that do it, and mental illness is a very true illness, like cancer, you know, and I understand that, and, and people that come to me that say that they want to do it, I immediately, I said, you know, though I was a nurse and I'm spiritual and I have intuitive, you know, my intuitive gift, I give them the suicide hotline number because, you know, there is a, there is true mental illness, okay? Um, oh, yeah. And people, and people also treat people like me and other grieving parents like we are mentally ill. No, grief is a very real thing, very real thing. And it's not mental illness, you know? And I just want to stress that point. If you do feel suicidal, I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. For five, I was there for five weeks. And then I said, no, I have two other children that need me. I have two grandchildren that need me. I have other people that love me. I have to unselfishly stay here as much as I don't want to be. I would rather be there. But you know what? 
God makes that decision. God, God has to. He, he's the he's the final decision. You know, he makes the final decision. So, I just want to. Say and that I go along with the idea of suicide is that that's where we are saying, well, I think I know better than you, God, when my life should end, and it's and so for that reason, exactly. I would not choose suicide. You know, I don't know what would happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If if my death will come through other ways, but the idea is is that I don't mm-hmm. take that into my own hands. I let nope. the Lord decide what my life is, exactly. what turns it's going to have, and to trust in Him with all my heart and lean not to my own mm-hmm. understanding, as it says in Proverbs three, five, and six. And all our ways to acknowledge Him, and He will direct mm-hmm. the path we go down. Exactly. Exactly, and that's, you know, like I said, we have free will to do that or not. You know, I don't begrudge anyone like Robin Williams that took his life or, or anybody else that has, you know. And, um, you know, sometimes it gets a little too much, and I, I'm not saying that's the way to go. And that's another subject I want to bring up is, like, our God is a loving God and forgiving God. And uh, many people write to me, you know, because I've lost children. They, they could not help. They were born. It's genetic cystic fibrosis. But I've, I also deal with I deal with thousands of people every day, and they'll say to me, "My son committed suicide," and everybody says he's in hell. No, 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 no. Because mental illness is a like I said, it's a real illness. You know, I do not believe people that commit suicide go to hell. I mean, what are your feelings on that, Kevin? Well, again, too, I believe that somebody who does commit it again, how can I say? It, it's like you when you gave the account of how. You looked at the other side of things with other people that need you, other mm-hmm. people that love you. I think sometimes right. a person well, is not seeing that when they actually take their own life. They're not looking at the entire picture of things. And in that mm-hmm. sense, you know, they're not. It's kind of like, you know, when we write out a bill and we say, a uh, will, and we say that we're being of sound mind and clear judgment, you know, or something like that, right. that kind of legal wording. You know, the person who's doing this is not. I mean, it's not. To say, you know, okay, you murdered yourself. Okay, were you of competent mind? Were you of, or were you in such grief? Were you in such pain? Did you not, you know, to where you couldn't see any other way out, or you felt that, you know, you, um, you know, I'm, I'm not giving very professional of an opinion here, which I, I hope no one. You know what? You know, remember, remember what I call myself? How I turn that? I do my my little personality thing because you know what? I do have a personality, and I. I am a comic, okay, at times. But you know what? Um, you don't have to be professional on my show. I call myself Howard Sternett, you know. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean you have to come on and show which some it's people it's have, you know. I'm real deal, you know. So say it how you feel it because, like you said, Kevin, and I and I really loved your honesty on the way you um, um, reviewed my book. Like you, you had said at one part, it's like it seemed a little tedious with my my, um, and I like that because that chapter actually on my growing up in the town was written right before I got the book published, only for the fact that the the historical society contacted me from my town where I grew up and said, "Oh, we we want to put it in you know our library," and I'm like, I never wrote nothing about where I lived and how I came there, and I'm that was put together in three hours. <laughs> day and published that week. So that was for my my uh fellow uh Crotonites, you know, to understand who I was, my background, where I came from. But I liked your honesty on that. I really did, you know. So well, but you know what a picture of you. You know, in, yeah, in saying, yeah. you know, here's the setting you're in, you know, I think that there's no good 
um, and yours is not a story three, I lie, but in any words, you, you, you kind of give the complete picture, you know, the, the connectedness of your family, your friends, where you are, yeah. uh, yeah. to, and then you go forward. That's why I say, you know, keep reading on. Yes, this is a little tedious, but go on. And of course, the real important part is all of those signs and how you came to recognize them as signs, and even how some of them were parts of discussions at other times that were there was a connectedness in the meaning of that. Right. Right. Yeah, and I like you know, like I said, because I, I, I truly like on it. I mean, you know, we all are capable of lying, and I'll tell you, I I went through, um, especially during my, and this is my honesty, through my menopausal breakdown, I call it. Um, <clears throat> I had lost quite a few before, going through the change. I went, I went crazy, and I started drinking heavily. Got a DWI. I admit it in the book, but that again, you know, tells people, you know, you can drink. Doesn't mean you have to drink and drive. You know, I, I, I've been honest about a lot of things in my life, but through everything stupidly that I've done, and I, I'm a very, you know, I use words, um, you know, I'm not Stephen King, like I said, I'm not uh, Edgar Allan Poe. I write the way I talk, and it's real. And I've talked to some other famous authors, and they said, you know what, I like the way you write because you're consistent. I'm consistent with I, – I, I write like I talk, you know. I don't have to sit there and use 50-cent words. I don't have to sit there and, you know, be a scholar, you know. Not that I'm a stupid person. I'm college-educated, whatever. But I'm also a person that's down to earth, and I write how I feel, you know, from my heart. And I think that's very important, you know. And um, I am what I am, you know. I, I think my maiden name, which is IMM, just – defines me. I am what I am. I always said that to people. I really am. <laughs> well, I am you what are. I felt like you, Popeye. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you I look at you know. <laughs> who you are then, Peggy, and you think, well, okay, there can be a lot of people who've lost a lot of their family and grieve, but look, mm-hmm. and then they look and say, look what you have done with that grief. You've turned mm-hmm. around and says, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a person yep. that can understand you, but I'm reaching out to you. I'm showing you your loved ones are still there. I've written a book that shows you the signs yep. that your loved ones can send you. You know, you, you've taken that grief and reached further out, and that's one thing I don't think many grieving people can claim that mm-hmm. they put it in the hands of the Lord and he turned it around and made you who you are to everyone. Yeah, and I love it. You know what? I have to say, you know, growing up, I was a class clown. I can remember, and I'm going to share another thing. I can remember five years old being a clown and being back in, that was 1958 in, in kindergarten, and being put in the corner with the dunce hat on, which was total abuse by the kindergarten teacher <laughs> because I was clowning at five years old. But that's how God made me, you know? And um, I actually, I, I talked about a little bit today, because I, I like to cover everything on my show, like bullying. I was bullied as a kid. I was never a bully, but I was bullied, you know. Uh, a lot of people don't realize um, why we are. You know, it's usually somebody that does something like that. And I've seen that even in, in my adult life. They have issues with themselves. So you have to, like, if you're, I'm not say true Christian, but a Christian, you give it to God. You look and say, what is so bad in their own lives that they have to go and and put people down? You know, I don't know if you saw the statement on my my wall today about that, but that's another subject I want to cover is that we all need to love each other. And and our plan here on Earth, and we come here on Earth, is is to love each other. 
to understand each other, for to learn complete love, you know? That's what I feel. That's what I feel. You know, I agree, and, even and, when and, it's hard. Oh, gosh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. I mean, you know... You know, love thy enemy, right? You know, or or in the Bible, um, you could you, you're being a scholar with the Bible. I mean, I've read it, of course, but I can't quote like you do. Um, turning the other cheek. If if someone slaps you on one, you turn the other cheek and let them slap the other. You yeah, know? it's mostly in Matthew chapter five, and and saying you know, love your enemies, do good to them that persecute you, you know, mm-hmm. love them that that do you wrong. I I'm I have to admit I'm paraphrasing a little bit myself here. Um, okay. But I also like to refer people to You're the good. general area where they're going to find it, you know, so that they can exactly. read it for themselves as well. Exactly, exactly. Kevin, tell us, um, you know, uh, more about your um, upcoming book. Um, it, okay. It's kind of like uh, stuff from Melanie, and, and and tell us, just tell us, and have you got a name for it yet, or? Well, um, I'm taking a name. I'm taking a name and just adding one word to it. Melanie actually called it. You know, just about three months before her passing, she You're said... You're naming it you know, Peg, by the way, right? I'm kidding. Get a little joke. I have to throw the joke in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But about three months before her death, uh, she suggested the title, um, A Christian Medium's Life and Her Gifts of Spirit. And the only thing I'm doing to that is putting her name in front of it and calling it Melanie, A Christian Woman's Life mm-hmm. and Her Gifts of Spirit. But what right. it is, it's... It, it starts so far with mm-hmm. me getting the news of her passing and her final wishes for this book to be done. And then what I'm doing is I'm going back, and I've I've went through four years of messages. We were originally going to start to book, do a book about her, and it kind of never materialized. And instead, my book mm-hmm. that I have now came about as a series of online articles for a magazine that, that folded. But I still had the right. rights to my own articles. But anyway, so those 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 um, um, stories of Melanie from her you know early childhood, her first spirit experiences, and so on, and plus a lot of things she shared with me intimately in the messages about her gift, how things worked, um, unusual encounters, special readings that she's had, which people have granted me the permission to to use those readings in in the book. Um, but right. it's the whole idea is basically to show that a Christian and a medium can be one and the same person, that that, that God can gift someone to serve the Lord with all of her heart and at the same time communicate the you know, from their loved ones and say, Yes, mm-hmm. I'm still around, I'm still here. Um yeah. and to bring that comfort, bring that assurance um, and, and to relate that, and then, of course, I, I still have um, the messages from the few days following her passing, messages mm-hmm. from mediums, you know, telling me, you know, what she's doing, where she is, where she's around. And then I've mm-hmm. also planned to go into some of the signs I received from her since they had some special occurrences. I One I've had since I was on the show... Um, mm-hmm. When you on me last October, was it? Say that again. When was uh, when were you on with me last uh, October? Uh, just after Thanksgiving, November twenty fifth. Okay. okay. Uh, it was just before just before Mark's birthday. Uh, anyway, actually, that was um, his due date. By the way, he was he was doing November twenty fifth, but he died. He was born on November thirtieth, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and but yeah, because I remember you do the toy drives on his his birthday to commemorate. Yes, that. I do. I I, I, I turn it. lemons into lemonade. Yep, 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 yep. I should have added that to all the amazing things that you turned grief into a few minutes ago. But anyway, to go on, um, uh, some friends invited us over for Christmas Eve, and they they didn't, you know, they told us that there was a couple of friends of theirs were mediums, but I didn't know they were having a circle at that time. And oh, really? We joined with, yeah, with this. And they said, is there a particular person you wanted to hear from? And I said, Melanie. And they said, well, who is Melanie? Oh, Are you serious? Wow. I like her. these are good friends that know about Melanie? They didn't well, know initially about her. Well, they started asking who she was, and she, they didn't even get it out of, out of their mouth. But they said, oh, I like her. Both really? Of them did. At the same time. Where did this group of she, friends come from? To the church or... They they actually live across the road from them, and we got their mail in our mailbox, and that's how we met. And then one time, one of their oh, dogs cool. came across and had a dog tag, so we returned the dog. <laughs> and we had kept awesome. constantly getting their mail or their dog, so we had to cu- keep coming over to their place, and we became friends. Wow, no coincidence. <laughs> you, no, I agree, no coincidence. But uh, in yeah. fact, she got she got the very first copy of my book when it, when it came out that afternoon. When I got my first shipment from Amazon, I I, right. I signed a copy to her. But anyway, to go on, um, you know, they they said, well, she she's got one message is that you do not have to sit in a circle to hear from me. Mm-hmm. And you, if you could ever imagine a medium saying that as the message from a spirit. Right, right. And I understand now, exactly you, what you Now, you've compared me to Melanie. What, are, what do you feel that, do you feel, I, I know you kind of went into, I might say clinical depression, but after Melanie died in your friendship, and then here I come into your life, what, a few months later, you've compared me that, like you almost felt that Melanie sent me to f- not finish the job, but what's your feelings on that, the link between Melanie well, and myself, between Roxy and Meg and Mark and... What have you? Um, tell the listeners well, okay. that. Sure. Now, what had happened in Melanie's life? She lost her daughter Roxanne, who was twenty-nine, one year older than Meg was. Actually, um, three months. Uh, Megan, three months would have been twenty-nine, so very, very close in age. Yes. Yeah, so Meg she would have been twenty-nine September. Yeah. But 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 her her date of passing, which was March twenty-six, two thousand nine, always hit Melanie right. very hard. Um, uh-huh. There was times that she considered, she would say, "Lord, just take my life. I want to be with my daughter again." It was a very, yeah. it was very hard for her every March, and I understood that. I never right. beat a little bit. I never put it down for her. She and you both grew up Episcopalian. <laughs> you both, you were both mediums. You both found your gift at a young age. Uh, you mm-hmm. both are dedicated Christians who serve the Lord with all of your heart. Um, and yeah. And it was just, you know, March 8th when I got the news of her passing, it just it kind of left us gaping. Which happened to be my father's birthday. That was yeah. my father's birthday, of course, March 8th, when you received the news and of her passing the day before. Kind of this gaping feeling like I, you know, now I had a world without her in it. You know, I was so used to calling, talking, sharing. I mean, when a person reads this book, when I finally get it finished, they're going to realize how much we shared together. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of using her her voice more in this book than my own, but at the same time she shared a lot of very close um, 
accounts of things that happened with her gift and the people she met, mm-hmm. the lives that she touched. But you know, yeah. I was suddenly without this, and 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 I just reaching out know, low, felt, reaching low. Yeah, I kind of I kind of felt like that. I didn't know where my purpose was going at that point. Right. I I hadn't you know the book sales had slowed down a little bit. I had not been on a show myself. Melanie was not there. I thought, where, where, which way am I going? You know, and yeah. it was, and it was finally, I think you had joined my group in late June, just before mm-hmm. the Mark Ireland show. But I did see that you had said, you know, I, I, because I check everybody out who makes a request to join my group. Oh, and I so I, of course, I went to your too. site and it said, you know, I'm I'm the radio show host of Signs Our Love One Send Us. And so I said, I want to listen mm-hmm. to this. And mm-hmm. I happened to click on the Mark Ireland show, listen to it, and I went back in the archives listened to your first and second shows and I think mm-hmm. one or two more beyond that. And then the first you invited one was a disaster. Me. I was scared to death, human side, scared to death. I'm like... What am I doing? But I know that God led me to do this. I said, okay, Peg, go with the flow. Then I ended up getting uh, the first, or was the first and only caller or whatever it was. She was intuitive, and she was reading me right and left. It was amazing. Oh, I was so amazed at that. Your very first caller is giving you the reading. I, I remember that I needed now. that. Yep, yep, yep. How many, how many talk show hosts do have that kind of start? You were meant for something no, special. No, I'm... I, I was scared. To, I'm not going to lie to you. The human side, I was scared to death. But I said, you know what? I took the bull by the horns. I said, I got to do I don't even know how I began the show. The The only thing um, prior to that, and I'm going to give my listeners a little summary of what happened. I've had this gift um, uh, since I was nine, but even prior, I know it started when I was like two or three. It's not just that. I mean, it really came out when I was nine. But I remember certain things with the angels and what have you as a child. And I just thought I was a weird little kid. (laughs) But now I look back, here I am going to be 62 this year, and I look back like, not so weird, Peg, you just didn't understand it, you know what I mean? And something pushed me like everything else in life to do the show, Uh, because I I guess it was a week or two prior to that, I I hadn't been out in probably close to a year, and I love karaoke because I sing, and um, I went real quickly, I went to a place... The guy running the show was best friends with my daughter, running the show. And being that I have MS, I have a walker, and that night I just went in with a cane, and there was no seats in the place. I asked this girl, could I sit down, and I pulled a Teresa Caputo, my first um, cold reading on anybody. And I looked at her, I said, this girl's going to think I'm weird, okay? And I looked at her, I said, thank you, you don't mind me sitting at your table. And I said, can I ask you a question? And I did a Teresa Caputo, the Long Island Medium on her. And I talked about her mother's death and her boyfriend, and she started crying. And this girl, I don't even know if she was a Christian or she was a non-believer, and I made her a believer. And then we went, read one thing led to another. I said, well, I came here because Tony, running the show, um, was friends with my daughter. They worked together at the Asthmatic Foundation when my daughter was younger. And one thing led to another, and I wrote this book, and I always keep a copy of my book in my purse. And she saw my maiden name. She goes... Oh, are you related to Melissa? And I'm looking at her. I'm like, yes. She goes, and Melissa's also a school teacher, my niece. She goes, I work with her. Wow. Synchronicity. So here I am a week or two later. Somebody says something to me about this blog talk radio when I said, 
Kevin, I can't even tell you. I just started the show. I have no... And, like, I just want my listeners to know, this is not for profit. My books, Kevin, you're an author. We don't make a hell of a lot. Unless you're a New York Times bestseller. Make it like a dollar a copy. Whether it be Kindle or I have hard, soft, and Kindle. I've made a few hundred dollars, and I've been a bestseller, you know, of 2012, 13, 14. I haven't made a lot. Yeah, book signings should make more, but we, we have to purchase our books, too, so it's not really a great profit. So it's not about the money, okay? So if you're going to write a book, it's not about the money. It's about the, the word getting out. It's about lives. Exactly. Yeah. And to my listeners, I pay for my show. I pay. This is my volunteer work. I do not get paid to be on the air. My show is worldwide. I don't get paid. I pay for the show. I pay for it. And, but I think it's but a it's, and it's not a, that drives us. You know, we, we amen, both were, you amen. Know, Melanie, had, Melanie had told me in uh, December of 2012, before my book was published, she said, Kevin, if you only sold five copies, I mean, she's just being mm-hmm. theoretical, if you only sold five copies and one person's five life was touched. changed, all your work yep. is worth it. And amen. I agreed with amen. her. I've seen more than that, and and I think that amen. even more so has been you. I, you could not begin to count, and probably you'll never know how many people you have pulled out of grief into purpose until you meet them with your Lord someday. Well, you know what? It, I wish I could play. I actually, um, you know, I did my uh, show last week. Uh, initially, it was supposed to be because of my friend that I met on Facebook, who was a medium, uh, intuitive medium from uh, UK. And yes. it didn't work. Guys, she couldn't get on. So she and there's I think five six hours difference. She's got young kids. She goes, can you do a day show? I can do a show twenty four hours a day if I want, but I, I'm so busy because I I am writing trying to get three other books out. Okay, and my volunteer work and my fundraising. I'm a very for for a sixty one year old woman with MS. I'm a very busy woman woman, and um, screw up words again MS. <laughs> but um, anyhow. I said, okay, I'll do a morning show. And I'm like, oh, gosh, supposed to not wake up in time. But I did. Guess what? Couldn't get on again yesterday. Well, I ended up doing this show for like an hour, okay? So make a long story short. She goes, Peg, just Skype me. I want to give you a reading. I've been writing stuff down. She gave me over, and it was free. She didn't charge, of course. She gave me an hour reading, which was friggin' amazing, 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 amazing. And wow. one of the things, one of the things brought forth was about my gift. My mother, I'm going to tell you, Kevin. I know you had some animosity with your own father. I love my parents too, but you know, my parents weren't perfect. I, I, my first book's the outline of the good things, but there was there was not some great things. And my mother, there was a lot of issues at times. My mother had um, Alzheimer's when she died, but my mother had some issues going on during her life, and I understood them years later. But to make a long story short. When my mother died, it hurt. I loved her, but um, I was still angry at her. As of yesterday, and it was a gift on my son's uh, anniversary date, I'm no longer angry at my mother from what this medium brought through. So it wasn't meant for her to be on the show yesterday. She will come on when the Lord feels that it's right. But what she told me and what my mother, the messages my mother gave me yesterday were amazing. It brought, brought new peace to my life. And I needed after my my mom died in '94 on um, Memorial Day weekend. You know, I I, I lost uh, April and May was my big ones. My father, my brother, my husband, all on birthdays, holidays, and my mother, my daughter, my sister, and Meg all a week apart in May, all on holidays also. 
And I'm going to tell you something. It's the first time um, ever, ever, with everything I've done, that I got peace with my mother yesterday on my son's anniversary date. It brought That's me incredible. That was, uh, you don't doubt that Mark had something to do with that, do you? Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> but you know what? She even brought my Aunt Dot through, who no one ever brought. This woman came out with names and dates and things that, you know, which I do too as an intuitive, you know. Sometimes I'm I'm spot on, okay? Uh, you know, you know, I have to tell people, when I, I read you on my show, I have a um, a chat room. I also have a uh, chat on Facebook. I You have no idea what it takes to do this show. And somebody with MS, it's hard because of my my brain doesn't work right. You know, I have um I have major damage in both left and right hemispheres from my illness. And it's it's difficult at times, okay? But I'm 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 multitasking on here, okay? You have no idea. I don't just come on and do a two hour show. I research, okay, to make sure everybody's on the up and up. During the week. I read their books. Well, most of the times I, I if you know, I read their books. So it's a lot of work put into this, you know, and it's all volunteer to bring others closer to the Lord, you know. And oh, it, yes. it, it's a very it's a very difficult job, but I know that, I, you know, <laughs> I never told you this, Kevin, and I probably haven't told many. As a young girl, of course, you know, I like guys and wanted to get married and whatever, but I always said I should have been a nun. I used to say that was my my favorite state. I should have been a nun. Well, you know what? I can be kind of now. <laughs> Because I knew there was a calling, and I did have a calling you know in that same – what? That's another synchronicity with Melanie. She had been a nun in a past life, and I said, and you're still serving the Lord in this one. Wow. Yes. Really? <laughs> there you go. I always no, felt yeah, that. I always felt that. that. I felt like, you know, I wanted to get married and have kids and, and, and all the bennies and – but I always said I should have been a nun. There was a side of me that I felt like I just had to give my whole life to the Lord. And um, I, yes. I he gave me the gift of having the children. And I told people, too, it's like, you know what, none of us get out of here alive. I mean, what's the old saying? Uh, guarantees in life, death and taxes, right? We all die, okay? And I... He, the Lord did let me have the experience. I, I'm a mother of four. I have two living children, one at home, one in North Carolina, two in heaven with the Lord. But he gave me that. And now um, I haven't – I'm single. <laughs> Hello, any takers? No, I'm kidding. No, but I have people interested, but I'm just – no, my life, my work, my love, my love of the Lord is too important. Uh, my dedication now is I have to – finish what he planned for me to do you know so many a word they say in jest okay the nun part it was kind of like uh hello i'm trying to tell you something honey missy <laughs> you know <laughs> and i'm cool with it i'm cool with it because the satisfaction one of the things i get one of the things I, that i, I, I just, brought to light in a bible study recently peggy was that uh-huh. when you're actually doing what the lord has called you to do he puts not only the abilities, but he puts the want. This is uh, Philippians two twelve to 13, if anyone really doubts that this comes out of the Bible. It says, you know, the work through your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that is at work within you both to will and to work his good pleasure. You know, and it's saying right. he, he puts that will for you to multitask, to do those books, to answer those people, 
in everything yep. that you have just said because mm-hmm. he has put that desire as well as your gift in you that gives you that. I mean, I couldn't sit there and do the same thing because that's not my no. gift. But my gift, no. I, I was able to last, you know, two years ago to come home from work and go till midnight editing that book and never tired right. of it because that's what the Lord had planned for me. Yep. Kevin, I told you, you know, I think, I I don't know if we spoke about it, but I'm going to tell you, um, I started, I, 25, 30 years ago, I started writing a book. It was going to be called Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And this is when I had my very lucrative business, uh, home care, I took care of Alzheimer's and dementia patients, okay? And I started writing a book at night because I would do my day plan for my other nurses working in the business with me and my employees. And I started writing this book, and the reason I needed blood, sweat, and tears is because um, it was about cystic fibrosis. The blood, it was genetic, okay, my children's mm-hmm. illness. The sweat, uh, the test for that was a sweat test, which they they don't sweat any more than anybody else, which I try to teach people about a little bit about the illnesses on the show, MS, NCF. Uh, the sweat test is the, 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 um, the test to uh, discover whether the child has cystic fibrosis and the tears, the mother's tears. And then my yeah. older son, Don, got a hold of my computer one day, and I lost the whole book. It wasn't meant to be. So after all these losses, 91, my brother-in-law, who was in his 50s, um, was in my life since I was five. 93, 94, my parents dying. 98, my brother. 2002, my daughter. 2006, my sister. I had an awakening. And I said, i got to write a book. I had no choice. I just felt it. It's time. It's, I never thought I was going to be a writer. I'm just pegged, you know? I yes. started writing this book, and I'd put it down, and I'd stop, and I'd start, and I'd stop. Well, I'm going to tell you something that happened to me one night. It's where I lived before here. I'm sitting in my bedroom, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had written maybe a quarter of the book. The other um, two, well, I guess two quarters, of the other the other 70, 50% of the book was written in one night. Yes. Okay? I, yeah. The Lord woke me up, and I'm writing half asleep. That's why I said, and that you 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 kind of quoted in in on my review. It's like how the the Lord um, led my hand to write what I wrote. I oh yes, I was half asleep. I was half asleep, and I just kept writing and writing and writing. I'm like, why are you doing this? I just want to sleep, dude. You know, I you know God has a sense of humor, by the way. That's why we we're we're uh, the men are the image of the Lord, so He has a sense of humor. I said, and I called him dude that night. I said, dude, why are you doing this? I laid back after finishing after finishing that that uh, other two quarters of my book, or I would say fifty percent of my book in one night. And I looked up and I saw in my room, like stars above me, there were five orbs coming. And I've never told anybody this before. I seriously didn't go to the show. I don't even tell friends. And I looked up and I saw these five orbs shining at me. And at that point, I knew it was my brother-in-law my mother, my father, my sister, and my daughter, just shining down on me and say, oh, hello, you're doing the right thing. I knew then. I knew then. And, it, you know, that two-hour book, it takes you um, two hours to read. took me seven years to write. Well, actually, it's, it's, I started writing it in yeah, it was six years. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be, you know. Like Mark's book was supposed to be finished two years ago because my other book's been out in two years. And I kept saying, I can't, I, 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 no, I just, I, you know, everybody's like, when are you going to, you know, I have people in Iceland 
when is that book going to be out? It ain't over till the fat lady sings, you know? And I know now why, because um, two recent events in December, I lost two friends 12 days apart. The two people I would turn to during what my losses died within 12 days of each other right before Christmas. And then I had another, I went into, I'm going to tell you something, human side. I was in depression this Christmas. I mean, very bad depression, clinical. I've never taken medication, but I said, how do I work through this? These two people that just died, 12 days apart, have been in my life for years. My best friend, 25 years, the other one I grew up with. These are the people I turn to when I lost people. And it's like, who do I turn to now? Okay. I'm like, okay, God. This is not funny anymore. You're not funny, okay? This is, what are you doing to me? I questioned everything again, okay? And I said, okay, God, okay, I've, you have taken most of my family, my husband and son nine months apart. No, my husband and I had separated, but we were together many years, okay? Four children. Yeah. You've taken my memories. I lost, after, a year after my husband and son's death, I almost died in another son one night in Hurricane Sandy. You took everything I owned, my car, my clothing. I had no shoes for four days, clothes, nothing. The only thing I was able to salvage were clothes that were my washer that was in a higher part of my house, okay? I went four days without shoes in a hotel. This is true. All right. You've taken my memories now. You've taken their pictures. You've taken the videos. Now, now, what do you want from me? Now you've taken two friends, the ones that I turned to, and what the hell? And I said to him, and I, I don't swear to the Lord, but I said, what the hell do you want from me? How much more, Lord? How much more? How much more can you take from me? And you know what? In the past, actually since Hurricane Sandy, people compared me to Job, and I, like I said, I don't have the ego, but. You know, very similar story. You've taken my children. You've taken my belongings. You've taken my life. You've taken my memories now. How much more? And now you've taken the two people I depend upon to vent to. I can vent on Facebook. I can vent to you. I can vent to other people. These two people, within 12 days, were very significant to me. Okay? And I said, how much more? Really? Really, so then I started questioning my faith again, Kevin, a month ago, a month and a half ago. And I'm like, okay, what the heck's going on here, really? Then, I'm going to tell you something. He brought somebody into my life who were friends with both my, well, knew both my kids, but didn't even know my kids were even brother and sister. She started bringing my friends through. And that's why that book is not finished. Because I have to add this last chapter. This girl is amazing. She's also intuitive, never came out before. My friend came to her. My best friend came to her. And she didn't even know my friend died. She just, out of the blue, contacted me because I see her very spiritual and I'm going to go see an intuitive. And what do you think about that? I said, I'm intuitive. And she goes, then she goes, so am I. You want to talk synchronicities? you got to read the last chapter of Mark's book, Raising Hunters in Heaven. Like I said, oh. Stephen King can't even touch the book. Remember I, I contacted you a couple of days ago? I said, Kevin, you have no idea. Yes, oh, dear and Lord. it's an amazing story in its own right. And it's even telling mm. me, that should be you know, a book. in my own writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin, well, I'm telling you, this girl, every day, 
every day. She was with me. I sent you the moon picture. She's the one all of a sudden ran out the other night and took this face. She goes, you got to see this picture of the moon. And she didn't, she didn't see the heart or the, I don't know, I just got to send it to you. And I said, oh, dear Lord. And I, you know, it's funny because I belong to many um, grieving group sites because I counsel other people. I have never gotten the heart sign. I said, Vanessa, there's a heart. I've asked the Lord, why don't I get the hearts? I got the heart. And I said, Vanessa, I just blew it up. Look at the face. Talk about the man on the moon. That was Mark on the moon. You saw that, right, Kevin? Yeah. Yes. Did you see Mark's Yes, I did. In the dark mm-hmm. part of the moon. I yeah. I sure did. Thank you. It even crossed my yep. mind now that typically a moon, or I should say the moon itself, never usually has a heart to it. You know, I mean, you, you've seen how mm-hmm. it is when you see a crescent and a half moon. You never, you never see a heart. Well, there was That's a heart amazing. in my son's face above it. Then, excuse me, you know what? I'm also an asthmatic, so I just want to tell everybody tonight, I can't find my albuterol tonight. (laughs) So I've not done a treatment. So just bear with my little wheezing in between. And that's also part of the MS, so, but I'll I'll be all right. So anyhow, um, the next day, something, and you know I live on the river, but I I haven't driven down the street to, to like, sit at the dock, which I find a lot of uh, peace. The next day, something drew me down there. And Vanessa, the the, what, the girl I'm talking about, um, she joined me. I said, what are you doing? She goes, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I said, meet me down at the dock. We were getting so many premonitions together and blah, blah, blah. And then we started snapping pictures. Oh, wow. And I started like, um, no, actually the day before it started, before she was with me. That's when I'm sitting there, and I usually have the 70s station on. My radio changed channels by itself, and I'm sitting there. The day after oh. the moon picture, and what comes on was Moon River. Yeah. And it's just waiting around the bend. Now, around that bend is my house. That bend there, I'm like not even an eighth, sixteenth of a mile there. That's where I lived. I said, oh, my gosh, this is the message. So I got up the next day, and I'm not, because of the MS, I don't, like, just jump out of the house, okay? Well, I'm going to tell you something. The next day, something told me at noontime to go. I went down there again. I was supposed to go grocery shopping. I said, whatever. The groceries are still still there. Shopper, it'll be there, you know. I went down there, and I started videotaping, and then all of a sudden, um, that hadn't happened yet. She started taking pictures, and I have even more pictures. Kevin, I'll I'll send you personally, okay? I'd love to see Prior to that, when you see this, it it blew my socks off, okay? And I'm a flip-flop girl, so it takes a lot for me to wear socks. little joke. Howard started again, okay? Well, we sat there, and there was, like, just weird things, and there was this bird sitting. It was crazy, which linked into my reading yesterday that Mark was coming to me as two birds. It was crazy, and Vanessa's going to me, Peg, he's coming to you through through animals, and that bird is being weird, and blah, 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 blah. And, and then she had to go home. Her husband's getting out of work. She had to go to her kids. I went home. I had a couple hot dogs. Something made me get back in the car and go down to the river. Then I videotaped. Well, that song came on. It's called Ghost. And yes, it says sitting the by the river. And I was down there praying. And it, and I'm not even listening to the song. I'm videotaping. And then all of a sudden that orb that looked like a surfboard and whatever. And at first I thought, you know, when I saw it, okay, maybe it's because the, the sun was really whacked that day. Okay. And... um I said, well, all of a sudden, the orb came into my car. 
So it wasn't the lens or whatever. When If you see toward the end of that video, if you go to my site, guys, it's Peggy S. Eminese from me on Facebook. Uh, let me know that you have friended me because of the show because I've had some hackers on. I have stuff that, that will really seriously blow your socks off. And Kevin, you can you can um, clarify and, and verify oh, that you've seen now. it. And this orb that you saw, now if I got the correct orb, it kind of started above the sun, went downward in kind of an arc, and then started to go off towards the left in this in this picture. Am I exactly. right or not? Exactly. And prior to that, before I went back down, Vanessa said to me, she goes, I feel Mark dancing. It was dancing to the music. And as I was vid- – and I – Kevin, that station came out by itself. That's not – I'm not into hip-hop and all that. It came out by itself when it said ghost, and I started videotaping the um, – actually, Mark is here. Guess what? I just turned my cell yeah. phone off before the show. It just came on by itself. <laughs> right now. He kills me. Yes, it did. It just popped. He just let me know he's here. Yep, I was turned off. It just popped up and said, I'm on. I'm on. Oh, dear Lord. I'm on. Yeah, you're on, Mark. Okay, funny kid. Well, anyhow, and Vanessa was connected to Mark. And I, that, you'll have to read my book, How They Met. He was, a, he was a race car driver. He showed up her house one day. She didn't even know the kid was up the street from me. Knocked on her door, and he says, is that your car? He goes, it's mine. I'm buying it. She goes, it's not for sale. Well, it ended up his best friend ended up buying it months later. And that's how they became friends. <laughs> it was crazy. And then it turns out after she meets me, didn't know Meg was my daughter. She goes, oh, dear Lord. I just talked to my sister. Meg was at my sister's wedding. She was best friends with my sister and her husband. Had no idea that Mark and Meg were his sister and brother. Okay. Now, is Vanessa close to what would be Meg's age, roughly 40, 41? Uh, no. Actually, she's closer to Mark's age. Mark would be 26. She's Danny's age. Well, she's 32. Yep. Okay. Her sister was Meg's age. Okay. And uh, it's it's just really weird, you know. It's just very weird. But she is she contacted me like I said weeks ago, right after Tia died. My girlfriend Tia, my best friend, and because she was having an intuitive medium to her house, and she says, "Peg, I've seen." And she this is the first second time I've ever heard since Mark died on Facebook from her. Okay. The first time yeah. was right after Mark died. Her telling me that. I knew your son, and I want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. He loved you, blah, blah. It was real, and I never talked to her. Well, guess when I connected to her on Facebook? It was September 1st. It was Meg's birthday. When You know, I do fundraisers on my kids' birthday and things for other people. Yeah. I went to get cakes for my daughter this year and a balloon release. I was going to get the balloons, and I was coming out of the balloon place, and here she was in the parking lot with her husband loading groceries. Okay. I'm like, and I thought she was somebody else. She goes, no, 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 I'm visit to that. I'm like, oh, great. I said, you know, Facebook me, blah, blah, blah. The day I was getting my daughter balloons, and then, boom, all of a sudden, right after Tia died, she contacts me, and then she actually sees visions, okay? Then she's telling yes. me after I came out and told her. She didn't even know I was an intuitive medium or about my show or my books or anything about me. She goes, but well, I see it. Well, the things you write, they're very spiritual, I said, yes, I am, and blah, 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 about the medium. I said, yeah, go for it. And I said, why? Well, actually, don't pay anybody. I do it. She goes, and then she came out, and she goes, so do I, but I don't tell. I haven't told anybody. And then we got talking. Then I said, okay, time for a phone call. We got talking, and she, and she ended up, and this is crazy. Her husband's family owns a, 
a place called Blue Mountain, um, which is where Tia and her boyfriend went to hike every day. She had no idea. And she starts telling me that, well, I actually have seen visions, and I saw this girl by the booth at Blue Mountain, oh, no, off of Welcher, which is where Tia had lived at one point, but I'm thinking down the road, and I'm like, what do you mean? I said, oh, it was. I said, my girlfriend lived there. She just passed. She described her. It was Tia. And she was wow. in the park. I said, oh, my gosh, Tia used to hike in that park, okay? Then it went from one thing to another where Tia's boyfriend connected to me of 10 years. And I was trying to console him after, you know, I was the best friend. He was her boyfriend. And he's not into this. And he hikes every day and calls me. I said, if you need to talk to somebody, we're friends. I'm here. And he, he just starts, because I, I, I don't know how to deal with this, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what, Wade? I said, it's only just begun. He goes, what do you mean? I said, she'll send you signs. He goes, Peg, what did you just say? It's only just begun. I said, I don't know. I don't know why I say what I do. You know what he says to me? I'm, you know what I'm into music-wise? He goes, I've been humming that song all day, and I didn't know why. Wow. So it went it went from that to, now, she died two days before Christmas. Actually, she died on the day that Mark left here for the hospital for the last time on December 23rd. Yes. He goes home after me saying this to him. He goes to Christmas dinner at his brother and new wife's house, whose name is Peggy, by the way. And her <laughs> daughter's expecting. Listen to this. Her daughter's expecting. Doesn't really know him. Met him a couple times because he's it's her his step niece now, but not really his niece. And she sits down beside him at the dinner table, and she says, to, "I have to tell you something." Tia came to me in a dream and says, and she looked at me, and she was sitting in a in a, in a pink chair, and she looked at me and says, "Oh, you're showing now." She goes, "I just thought it was really weird." Well, after my daughter Meg died, there was a song by a singer called Pink, who I wasn't into, that Tia and I used to play all the time, reminding us of Meg. All right. Then he tells the story to his mother about the only, I don't know, I was talking to Peg, Tia's friend, and she said something that had just begun. I was humming it all day. His mother calls him 2 o'clock in the morning. His dad's sleeping downstairs. His mother goes to bed. The radio comes on, and guess what's on the radio? 2 o'clock in the morning. It's only just begun by Karen Carpenter. Yep. Then other things happen. Earring, uh, you don't even know. Kevin... You gotta read the book. I can't. I can't I wait to read my own to. book. <laughs> this has been amazing, 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 amazing. Actually, somebody's writing me. I just want to get to uh, chat. We have forty-six minutes left, Kevin. Uh, oh, sure. Susan. Okay. Says I have to tell you something. My son Joey was a Honda nut. I found a Honda emblem in the junkyard and a rock shaped like a heart. This happened on my ex-husband's anniversary. The Honda emblem was a, a pre, um, pristine condition. Well, you know what? Mark was known as the Honda kid. There's stickers all up and down the East Coast. I live in New York, all the way to Florida. You can't go anywhere on the East Coast without a sticker on a car that says, Rest in Peace, Mark Eleanor, which is his signia. Okay? Mm-hmm. And somebody's writing to me about the Honda thing. you got to see some of the pictures because I've been doing a lot of Imiki pictures. They're, that's an amazing site, by the way. And posting memories, you know, because that's, as a grieving parent, as as anyone through grief, I can keep them alive through this, you know, the memories, and which is very important, oh, yes. you know. 
Well, I'll tell you, Kevin, you know, this show is turning out to be an awesome show. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm you amazed know? at some of the things that you've been doing, kind of like I said, you, you show me purposes, for example, in maybe why a book gets delayed, why anything gets delayed, because there's amazing things still to happen. Kevin, I'm going to tell you something. I, I want to thank you for being in my life because um, you have made me comfortable with who I am. Though I knew it was a gift from God, and I've lived alone with it for years, you have finally been able, um, through your work and your, your Christianity and being a, a ordained Baptist deacon, to bring the light um, how the Lord has blessed me with the gift, okay? Because you know what? There were times I was going to shut it down, which I did for 40-some years, because of growing up in the Episcopal Church and thinking it was wrong is like, oh gosh, why, you know, the, what was it, uh, what was his name, um, the black dude, the devil made me do it. Um, oh, Flip Wilson? I can't remember his name. Flip Wilson. That's what I used to think, the devil's making me do it. And I'm like, but I don't like the devil, I love the Lord. Why is this happening to me? But because of your gift, um, you've helped me with my own. Thank you. And, and and your knowledge, not just your gift, your knowledge. And God bless you for that. Thank you. Because for what you're doing, and it brings me better to what I'm doing to help so many people. Thank you for that. Thank you. All I can say is that the Lord put it there for me to give to you, and all the glory goes to him for that purpose. I never saw myself Amen. writing a book. I never saw why I was dating psychics. All I know is it came to this, and I'm so glad to hear this comfort and know that the Lord allowed me to be the person that would do that, but all glory goes to Him. Oh, amen, amen. I, I totally agree. I so agree. Yeah. Yep, yep, just, I so agree. Yeah. And um, and that's what my show is about. It's, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to heal uh, other grieving parents. I mean, I had I did the uh, I told you a short show yesterday trying to bring on the the UK uh, psychic um, Chiffon, her name is uh, Smith, and it didn't work. Yeah. And then I had then I had a guy come on and it's like he's asking me about his job. I said, look, it, my sign is about signs of loved ones and us. I'm not here to read you about your job, and I'm not being cruel to people. And I can do this at times, you know, but my show is about healing. Um, you know, healing um, grieving parents. You know, I mean, if I can do it, I can do it. But it's 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 more importantly to heal through grief. You know, it's not about the material things of the world, like you know your your job or where am I going to move or oh who's going to love me. You know, I know these are important things, but you know, and I told this guy, and ironically, um, then he he goes, well, yes, I've lost a love when I lost my cat. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't begrudge anybody. I have I love animals, okay? And Cheech, ironically, Mark named him, you know, and uh, he doesn't smoke the fat dube like in the movie or something like that. Well, joke again. <laughs> um, I love my cat. I love my buddy dog. I love my Buffy. I had Buffy for 17 years, Buddy for 14 years. I love my animals. Um, my show is really not about that, and it, and it's cool, and because. I really believe that the animals are the teachers, and the, and they know because Vanessa also happens to be has a very rare form of epilepsy. My new friend, and her dog will not leave her side because of it. Won't even let her. Won't even let her go out. He starts getting crazy. Okay, and I understand they are God's gift to the world. The animals, you know. Would you believe and, this? Um, 
What? Uh, Stana, Stana, of course, is an epileptic too, and her service dog Ashley. Oh, really? You never told me that. Me all over the yeah, and whenever her service dog <laughs> would come and lick me all over the face and wake me up, I would see that Stana was in a seizure. And I would roll her over to her side. Now, she hasn't had a seizure now for 18 years, but back when mm -hmm. she would have them, he would wake me up so that I would turn her to her side. Uh, it just wow. brought that back when you told me this. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Yep. And the ironic thing, her dog is the same yes. name as my dog, Mark's dog, Buddy. Uh, wow. Vanessa's dog is, and I said to her, I said, well, and Vanessa has never been to a bar in her life, doesn't drink, never did drugs, neither, you know, I've drank, but I've never done drugs. Even with the pain that I'm in with the MS, I just don't do them. I do my vitamin D and C, and I recommend them to guys, get your levels tested. Um, anyhow, I was talking to her yesterday, I said, well, Vanessa, I know you never drank, but I named my dog Budweiser. She goes, oh my gosh, that was my dog's name, because my husband used to work for Budweiser. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, stop with the synchronicities. You know, this is crazy, you know. But he is there. I mean, he goes ballistic with her. And I have to share it with my listeners because when I typed in the description of my show tonight, I do cover not just grief and um, the loss of children and the Lord, which is number one because I love the Lord. Okay, he's the man, the man. Man with the plan, as I say, because he, he helps us with our plan to, to find complete love. Okay? But I have to tell you, um, wow. I don't know how to put it into words. Um, I'm losing my thought because of the MS again. I'm having a tough night. But I also have seizures. Um, I try to teach people about the MS and CF on the show, too. But because of, I don't have grandma, I have petite. And I can feel them coming on, and it's usually when I'm very tired or stressed. So I can relate to Stana and Vanessa both because I also have seizures. I used to hide it from people. I didn't understand it until my neurologist and here, Miss Nursey Nurse, should have known, where I would just spring up wide awake, and my I'd look like Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, and my arms would start boxing. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And... When I would feel them coming on, I would go to my room, so I didn't want to upset Mark or Dan, who were living, you know, they, they were the younger two. I didn't want them to right. see it. I could feel them coming on. So I can relate to Stana and Vanessa both, because I also have seizures. And it's like I said, thank Lord it's not all the time, but I can feel them coming on. And, you know, I've been through hell and back. I, I, I had to deal with my own illness and my children and whatever. But you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm breathing. You know, I have to tell everybody, as long as you're breathing, there's hope. There's, there's, life is, life is beautiful. I mean, heaven is Well, you're a lot more than that, Peggy. I remember, I think it was you huh? on Christine Dominiac's show, and she said that you were a real inspiration. So I, I, I mm. you know, I think it's more than just you alive, you breathing, but, but, you know, because... Well, say, actually, I, I, I did Christine with Dominiac, but it was the, um, who the heck was, no, it was the, um... Sandra, Sandra Champlain, Sandra that's Champlain it. show. I, that's that's, that's fine. Right. You know what? It's funny because I have been asked to be. I never thought this. I did my show next. Uh, actually, I have a show tomorrow with um, Beyond Both Worlds. I don't even know the name. This is terrible. Beyond Both Worlds. It is. Um, oh. With uh, yeah, I have to do a show tomorrow night at um, nine. I think it's nine o'clock or ten. I'm gonna have to check my site. This is terrible. And, and I'm I'm kind of surprised that, you know, these people have contacted me. It's like I was on uh, Healing Light with Terry Horn from Texas. 
she's got over a million uh, followers now. There was a half a million when I was uh, was on the show, and I'm like, I was kind of amazed these people contacted me. You know? Would you believe I got a message I, just like that about the Paranormal Connection show I was on in July? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she just messaged me and she says, I just hit one million listeners to my show, the show that you were, you know, at the time uh, I was on. I think it was. Um, that's uh, Christina. Now the last name escapes me. That uh, Christina George. Yeah, you know, she, she hosts okay. a show called Paranormal Connections. I was on in July. 35 minutes mm-hmm. into the first show, the power went out on the entire show, so we restarted the show the next wow. night. Wow, yes. And yeah. she said that she just hit one million. She sent me a message. She said, would you believe I just hit one million listeners to my last show? Wow. Just like wow. you got a message from, from your show host. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, like I said, yeah. I, this is this is a very busy beaver week for me, you know. I should just call it busy groundhog, because Mark died on Groundhog's Day, you know. Um, yes. I did a surprise show yesterday morning. I may do a morning show during every few weeks now, because um, we have some listeners that don't like to stay up late at night, or they're too busy. Uh, I'm not quite sure, because I'm so busy. I really want to get to slam these books. The poetry books have been ready for weeks, and I held it up because of the two deaths, so I wanted to write a little bit about that, and... I have to kind of go over it again. So my um, my my book there is is venting through um, uh, a grief venting through poetry. Okay, a mother's loss of two children. I don't even know the name of my own stuff. It's terrible. Um, but anyhow, it's all poems that I wrote when God's like when I wrote my first book, A Rainbow's Butterflies and One Last Hug. Welcome, welcome me up in the middle of the night, and I I just start writing. People think it's always, oh gosh, you're writing because she's going through something. No, sometimes somebody will ask me for a reading, or somebody's going through something. I have to write a poem, you know. And like I said, I'm not Edgar Allan Poe, who was one of my favorites. Okay, um, but I uh, actually, I used to, I, I'm gonna tell you a funny story. As a little kid, uh, we had a uh, d- detached garage from our house. And there was a box in the attic. It was my little playhouse in the garage. And I used to climb this little ladder. And it was loaded with Edgar Allan Poe's books. And here I am as a little kid reading Edgar Allan Poe, not knowing why. Wow. You know, it was crazy. And um, and I quote him a lot. And I can't even remember what, uh, something with the raven. I, I can't even remember the stuff that he wrote, you know. But I'm like, why am I reading these books? I was, and I'm talking seven years old, seven, eight years old. You know? Yeah, that's amazing at and, that age to be reading Edgar Allan Poe. Exactly, and but I, and I don't even know why these books, which are, were probably worth money, I have no idea where they are now. They were in my attic at my parents' house. The house was built in 1908 on Indian Barrow ground, by the way. Um, I happened to be pretty much close to half American Indian. I'm a Chicago Indian. My mother was American Indian. My dad was German, which <clears throat> one of the things I brought out in my book. <clears throat> because, um, excuse me, because, um, you know, I just wanted people to know who I was and the kind of background I came from, you know, and, um, but it was Indian Barrel Ground, you know, and um, it was actually, you've heard of this, uh, the William Tell story, the, uh, tell, um, was it William Tell, right, with the apple on the head, the arrow, the whole thing? Yes, I believe so. Well, that's the town I grew up in, where that story was about. I really? lived right up the street from a place called Croton Point. Check it out. You can Google it. And actually, the land was loaned, owned by my late 
aunt who married my dad's brother, his second wife after his first wife died. And her first husband's family owned that land and laced it to the town for 99 years, and she was so aware and never did anything about it. But it was te- there's a place called Telly's Point. Google it, Croton, Croton Point Park. You can read all about the history. Well, I grew up right up the street from that. And I told you before, I've done shows about my town. Uh, Jack yes. Gleason, Honeymooners, lived in Croton, on Hudson, New York, where I lived. Alan Funt, Canon Camera. Uh, oh, yeah. Went to school with his went to school with his son John. Oh, actually, Peter. Uh, John was my age. I was in chorus with me, and Peter, who took the show over later, Gloria Swanson, movie actress. Um, oh my gosh, Greg. Um, oh my gosh, I got to think of his name. Uh, Greg Wrangler. Wangler. He was the kid years ago on the uh, Folgers Christmas commercial. Grew up in my town. Went to high school. Uh, where I went to high school, we had a lot of famous people in my town. Stephen King. Stephen King, yes. who I quote all the time, still lives there. And I only found that out from Vanessa because she worked at the drugstore. And she goes, what a weird guy. <laughs> He's coming <laughs> to the drugstore. And somebody goes, do you realize who that is? Yeah, I see his name, Stephen King. Oh, you know what? My phone just did it again. Oh, My phone has so been off since the show. It just did it again. I want to tell people that, you know, our loved ones come through in uh, many times through electrical connections, Okay. My I have told you about the Wolfson computer for Melanie, right? The what? Okay. Uh, about the time. You know the Facebook tone that you get when you're in a chat and somebody has just, just messaged yeah, you? Yeah, that was happening with you and I on that show. Yeah, yeah. Right. But would you believe also, I've had it happen three times since Melanie's death with all computers completely off. Really? What happened was the morning after her passing, March 10th, I was at my mm-hmm. office. It was I got there at 6.15, and before I had to punch in at 6.30, I decided to sit down and have a little bit of breakfast. Not a computer was mm-hmm. on in a place, but suddenly I hear this that same bloop sound that you get from Facebook. I ran out front, the looked, bleep. checked. Yep. Every computer was completely off. And I realized, oh, wow. it came to my mind, I said, okay, I had prayed earlier, or I should say I asked earlier, I thought, you know, the Lord is omniscient, but I imagine no, no other spirit is. How would I know that, you know, you're even hearing me? And Kevin, I'm going to trade phone calls. Kevin, hold on, because the, the, um, the battery is going crazy on this phone. Hold on. And it was truly charged. So I, got a lot of, I have a lot of electrical things going on here right now. Okay, can you hear me? I can. Kevin? Okay, I'm going to take down the other phone. Yeah, it's crazy because I still had three bars on the other phone, and with my cell phone, which was turned off, because I have to tell people that I my home phone, yeah. my my children needed transplants, so I used to transfer in case we had to run for the transplants. Any calls from my home phone would go automatically to my cell phone, and so while I'm on the show, sometimes people call me. So if I shut my cell phone down, it'll go to automatic message. Before the show, I turn my cell phone off. Okay, I did that yeah. tonight. Well, since we've been talking, what, two, three times now, it's come on by itself again. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Now, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I it's, had two other times. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Yes, go ahead. It's crazy. It's They do come, you know what? We are all energy, you know, which everybody knows. You know, I mean, yes. you're taught, you know, in school and whatever. So it is the easiest way for them to communicate. 
you know, I've had uh, TVs come on. And if you go, I have a site. I just want to tell my listeners, Kevin, I, I know you belong sure. to my site. I've, I put you on it. It's called What's, and it's long. Even um, when I had my great interview, what I have to say with with uh, Sandra Champlain, uh, she goes, oh, my gosh, that's such a long name. It's called What Signs Tells You Your Loved Ones Are Still Around You. Go to my site, join it. I'll bring you in. Uh, say you met me through the show. I'll bring you in, and you can see the actual pictures of my son's faces. Uh, not, so, not, not that he had more than one face, but my son peering in things. Um, a little, a little bit about my next book. Uh, my, you know, my next book actually, my poetry, but uh, Racing Hunters in Heaven. I have some of the summaries there and things that have happened at the dock, of course, where I was the other day. Um, go to that site. It's called What Signs Tells Your Loved Ones or Send You. Uh, your loved ones send you. Okay, and. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. What signs tells you your loved ones are still around you? Okay? And um, join that group. I have actual pictures there and, and videos. And it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Kind of like what's going on with you and I tonight. With the, that's, I think, I don't know the second or third time. I, I lost track. That cell phone, I'm like, why is this doing this? <laughs> yeah. I've actually had Mark, I kept Mark's cell phone, Kev. And, um... He had a certain wake-up call song that drove me crazy every day because I'm not into the rap. And he, he was a young kid. He was 22, you know. Actually, that's, that phone hadn't been charged since he had died. One morning I woke yeah. up, and here it was, the song playing. I'm like, how can this be? Then I go, this is the craziest. I go to my, my nail salon, okay, Chinese-owned. And yes. I go there because you get the massage and the pedicure and the manicure. And, and they have piped in Doris Day, K Sarah, Sarah, you know, songs yeah. like this, Frank Sinatra. I'm sitting there one day, and guess what song comes on? Mark Selfie's oh It came goodness. on two or three times while I was there. And, I, and I'm looking, and they don't speak English. They know money. They just don't know whatever else you're saying. I'm not prejudicing anybody. <laughs> and I'm, try, I'm laughing, and she's looking at me like I'm a nut job. And I'm like, okay, dude, I feel you're here. You know, okay, mom's doing something for herself. I go back again a month later, comes on again. With Casey Rossara and Frank Sinatra and Engelbert Humperdinck. So out of uh, out of uh, out of the uh, the genre of what they were playing. I'm like, this is not yeah, this is a... crazy. This is crazy. Oh, it's more thing. Oh, oh my gosh. But you know what? I love it. I love it, Kevin. I really love it. And I love you. I love you and Stana. And I thank God for you because you are helping me with your work to help thank all these you. other people. Well, I am, I'm glad yeah. that I – how can I say that I, that I have been a help to you to help them? I, I know you do the direct help with the help of the Lord. And, and it's – you know, like I say, gifts are meant to – build up, to encourage, to educate, comfort uh, each other, and if mm-hmm. mine has helped you so that you are helping someone else, that's the way spiritual gifts are designed to work, and if anyone doubts that, uh, a good read mm-hmm. in the Bible would be First Corinthians chapter 12, in which gifts are compared to parts of a body, and how each is needing the other, and how no part is useless. Uh, right. That'd be a great thing for anyone to read when they're off the show because, you know, a gift like mine has no supernatural appearance to it. I don't see visions. I don't foretell the future. But you have had orbs. I, I saw that, that Melanie's funeral. You did have orbs. Talk about that. Yes, I did. 
I, that that okay. was another thing. When I noticed how the orb of Mark went off to the left when you were looking at the Hudson, and mm-hmm. I thought that's the same direction the orb took when it came down, touched my left foot, and took off to the left in the video of me doing the eulogy. And I thought, uh, you know, that was the thing that made me believe in it. Every other time I would have sworn it was lens flare or some other exactly. you know, byproduct of digital photography. But when I saw that, I thought there's no way a camera would do that on a lens flare. It would be jagged. It would be sharp. You know, not that flowing look to it as exactly. your did. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine actually looked like a um, – Kevin, let me put you on hold one second. Actually, I'm going to uh, improvise because I have to go to the ladies' room, but I'm going to put a song on, and then we're going to come back, okay? Can you do that? Absolutely. Go ahead. Sure. Okay, this is my friend Michelle D'Angelo's the same, okay? I'm going to play, and then I'll I'll be right back. Yeah, it just it cut off. It was crazy. I came back into the room where I do the show, and because um, I'm human, I had to do my human thing. And all of a sudden, the song cut off. I don't know why. Hello, hello, Mark. <laughs> He's here. He's here. Well, anyhow, I guess it wasn't meant to be. And um, anyhow, that was my friend Michelle DeAngelis, uh, singer songwriter, and the song um, is called "The Same," and it could be about. Anything, you know, relationship, love, whatever. But, you know, I think in um, 
God's eyes, we are all the same because we're all part of his children. So I guess that was the reason that I had to hit the ladies' room, you know. Oh, oh I died out. No, that, so that, anyhow, that, let's, let's continue okay. what you were talking about, Kevin. I'm sorry. Okay, I think what I was talking about just before the song was <clears> how, you know, my my gift is not one of the ones where I would do readings, that I get visions, that I touch someone and they're healed or anything. But, you know, mm-hmm. even still... You know, I didn't recognize I had a gift till others were telling me, you know, I would be, you know, I would be asked if I would teach a class. Uh, and the first thing I do is pray about it for the Lord. I said, is it out of ego exactly. that I want to be the big shot up front? Or am I doing it out of sincere wholeheartedness to serve you? And and that was the biggest thing in my mind whenever I'd be asked. But then when I would teach these classes, I had people coming to me and said, I had questions during the week, and you answered my question without even knowing what my question was. And I would hear this from others, and it was Stana that also helped me understand. She said, you know, when something comes to your mind and you know that you didn't think of it, there was nothing to prompt that memory, she says, Mm -hmm. that's the Lord bringing things into your mind. So And that's how how I do my readings. Yeah, exactly. Because people ask me, do they sit down and, and talk to you? And no, it just, it, it's it's a thing they come to the mind. Okay, um, some people call it third eye or whatever. I don't know what you know. I'm not all technical, so I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain it. Stannis first explained it to me. It was after I had been in a Bible study <clears throat> in 1992, in which they brought up the scripture. You know. The reason you do not hear from God is that you do not belong to God, John eight forty seven. And I said, Well, I guess I don't hear God's voice, so what the heck am I doing here? And I threw the study book in the trash and went out. Well, what do they mean we don't belong to God? I, I that well, I don't understand. It was it was a it was a this is a passage Jesus was talking about in there. I, I don't I don't have the Bible right at hand here, but he right. was saying to the fact that the reason the Pharisees were not doing what God wanted them to do is because they did not know God. And in that, and in that passage, in that you can read it, you know, in John chapter eight. But he says, the reason you do not hear God is that you do not belong to God. And yeah, that's all. That's all we did. That yeah, that's where that I was. Well, that's what I. That's what I thought. I thought. You know, that means if I don't hear God's voice like I'm hearing you right now, then I must not belong mm-hmm. to God. Is what I thought. Well, right. this is this is the the first thing Stana said to me when I got home. She says, "You you know how sometimes you come up with a scripture verse that just is right, just what the person needed to hear, and nothing brought it into you, your mind." She says that mm-hmm. was the Lord speaking to you to share that. And years later, right. when I read of the account of Elijah and the prophets of Baal in First Kings, um, mm-hmm. there was a mention of how Elijah looked for God in the fire. He wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the earthquake. And then it mentions a thing called a still, small voice. You know, mm-hmm. some translations of the Bible later on call it a, a whisper, which is not accurate, because right. still voice means you're not hearing a audible voice. You know, it's exactly. Still, it's a small voice, so it must be a voice that comes into the mind or mm-hmm. brings a thought to remembrance. John fourteen twenty six says, the Spirit will bring to mm-hmm. you your remembrance, everything that I have said to you. 
And for years right. I've said, okay, Stannis writes, the scripture confirms it in John fourteen twenty six. This is how my gift works. He, the Holy right. Spirit's going to bring the scriptures that somebody needs to hear, and I feel this urgency like, oh, if I don't share that scripture, I'm going to regret it the rest of the night. And right. it's proven out to be what the person needed to hear at that time. And and from that, you know, uh, what is a normal, ordinary-looking gift that, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, dazzling audiences with readings, but at the same time, it's a gift that has built you up. You, in turn, mm-hmm. took your gift of mediumship and built others up, relieved people's right. grief, assured them that there is eternal life, which is what Jesus mm-hmm. talks about, what they need to know, and you prove it to those people. This is how we benefit each other with these spiritual gifts, as it says in First Corinthians 12, how one can't do without the other. One needs the other. A medium needs a teacher who may not have a supernatural-looking gift, and I'll call it supernatural-looking because it is supernatural. It just doesn't right. appear that way to an outsider. Exactly. And, uh, wow. and in all cases, uh, it says it's the one and the same Spirit that gives these gifts as He determines them. He determined mm-hmm. you to be a medium, but more specifically, the calling you have. You're not Alison Dubois. You're not a uh, Long Island medium. You are you, Peggy. But John Edwards, any of them. Yep. Yep. Right. In other words, your gift of mediumship is to bring comfort to grieving mm-hmm. people in much the way I know that Mark Ireland doesn't you know, make mention of a, of a gift himself, although I'm sure, you know, you can't be descended from Richard and not have it, but at the same time, he felt the calling exactly. to do the same thing you do, but to a yep. different group of people. Right, right. And, it, and I, I love it to hear that, you know, that the Lord gets people to their calling, and, and it's amazing. It's still amazing to me of how I became an author, and I never thought it even five years ago that I'd ever write a book. Well, you know what, Kevin, the bottom line, it's like the um, domino effect, you know. For you being the author and what you do and your knowledge of the Bible and the way you are to uh, quote the scriptures helps me as intuitive and as a Christian, as a person, to do what I do and do it better, you know. So it's all part of the, um, like they say, the domino effect, you know. And um, not to knock it down, to build it up, to build those dominoes, you know what I mean? To yes. give me, get me better at the, the work I do and not to question who I am and what have you, you know? So the that's the way I, I had feel about mediums it. After, that, after I wrote the book the first time was that some said, you know, now that that one shred of doubt that maybe I keep thinking it's God, but I but been told it's actually the devil is now gone, that my my yeah. abilities come clearer and stronger to me, plus I have the courage to speak out, and that if uh, there's a doubter in the crowd that still says I'm doing the devil's work, I'm going to show them in the book. And, yeah. that kind well, of and that's the difference with me, too, because I, I was afraid of people thinking I'm crazy. I mean, people think, um, first of all, when you lose a child and you, you vent and whatever, they think you're nuts. You think you're mentally ill. No, it's not that. It's grief. Grief is a is a um, very real process. You know, it doesn't mean I'm mentally ill. You know, no. and um, and then to come out and come out. You know, here I was uh, uh, three years later and using a gift that I've always had. And people said, "Oh, she's a BSer. She's you know, I'm trying to use nice terms. 
she's this, she's nuts, she makes up stories, she's a liar. I always had it. I always had it. You know, I was always, I wouldn't say eccentric, but or off, uh, different. I'll put myself different, okay? Yeah. But they didn't understand why when I would go out and go to a friend's pub or something and sit in the corner because spirits were always coming to me, and I was, like, able to... I don't. I'm not just intuitive. I could also do some little mind reading and this or that. And especially when you're in that kind of atmosphere, you know, it's um, more pronounced. I would say, you know. And everybody goes. Um, they would make uh, like the movie um, uh, Patrick Swayze. Don't put baby in the corner. They they used to refer that to me. Refer to me as that. And I'm like, they don't know why I'm sitting in the corner because I like to. I like to go out for the social thing. It wasn't about drinking to be social be around people that I knew, to listen to music. I love music. But then while I was there, I was picking up messages. You're, you're, you're bombarded with, you know, people in a, in a social gathering, and I'm getting mess and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, dear Lord, make this stop. I didn't know how to turn it off, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was weird. That's why Baby was in the corner, and that's why I try to explain to people. I, it was very, um, it was difficult to be social. Because I I had this gift, I didn't want it, you know. I was I was afraid of it because of my um, spiritual and religious upbringing, you know. And I'm like, right. why is this happening? Can, what, can you give me a break? You know, why is this happening? Why is it? My I would question my own sanity at times, you know. But knowing that my heart was pure, that I knew there was something more to it, you know. And well, uh, and that's why I'm not afraid anymore. You, you know the me? very fact that you knew the very fact that you knew Peggy that you could not turn it off or on at will was mm-hmm. one of the definite signs. You know, as as you know that I said in some of the early shows about my book, I said that the term medium, when it's used in the five verses in the Old Testament, that you right. know, are against mediumship. Demonic. That is an inaccurate term. It's, it's basically a person with a familiar spirit, one who chooses to make contact mm-hmm. with a spirit or not. And that right, is the right. thing that was forbidden by God. What you know, this was an assurance. You know that you could not turn this on or off. It happens when it happens at the Lord's discretion. It's something mm-hmm. that you know is part of you. And, and as I said in my own yeah. book, and you read it, you know, a sin is something you commit, not who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Now that I have you on the show, and this is, I think, our fourth show we've done together. That's when I, I want to ask you as a, and I think it. As a scholar to the Bible, yes. more so, I mean, I mean, I've read it, but I don't because of my memory and issues with the MS. And I think most people can't quote the scriptures like you do, and that's what I love about you, Kev. But um, I have had people come on my show, and they're lovely people. And I've uh, actually I've gone on. I'm not going to say the shows, but where they said they 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 went went to um, to learn about to become a medium. And I'm like, you don't learn to become a medium. <laughs> you either got it or you don't. And I've said to the people, I said, this is the way I feel about it because it's a familiar spirit, uh, familiar spirit thing. I believe they have the gift, but they just didn't know they had it. That's why they go to 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 learn to bring it out. What what is your take and feeling on that? Okay. Because at times it's made me a, a little uncomfortable because I didn't go looking for it. It's found me. Ugh. Right, and here's the thing that goes back to the very beginnings with me is that every person that I had personally met as a medium prior to writing the book, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it was all natural. They would tell me the stories from their earliest childhood, 
Um, right. you know, that they were four years old, five years old, nine years old, you know, six I years actually old. Two. 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 And and you know, and yep. every every person, you know, and this gave me the impression that says, Okay, these people weren't asking for it. At that young of an age, they're not thinking, I want to call on spirits, they're wanting to play with toys, they're wanting to play hide and seek, they're wanting yep. to run around, they're wanting to you know, they're not the last thing on, on the uh, child that age's mind is contacting a spirit. Um, right, as far exactly. as the biblical thing, again, you, you look at Acts chapter 2, for example, when the Holy Spirit arrived mm-hmm. at Pentecost. Jesus didn't tell them, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to speak in tongues and you're going to do blah, 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 blah. No. It was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. They did not control it. And yet others right. are there to confirm and says we hear them talking about the wonders of God in our own language, but all these people are Galileans who couldn't have possibly traveled there and learned it. So this was spontaneous. It was something they did not plan. They didn't ask for that gift. All that Jesus told them was, wait in the city until you have been gifted with power from on high in Luke 24. And he says mm-hmm. in Acts 1.8, you know, you know, in few days, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Right. And so the fact is, they were taught that. Now, the fact is, still, um, this is something that I learned through Melanie for a long time, is that you can have a gift, but sometimes, mm-hmm. just, you know, the Lord is going to guide you through your usage of it. You're going to read about it. You're, you know, the more you read, the Holy Spirit has his own way, and I found this out with my gift, of being compatible mm-hmm. with the resources at your hand. If I had nothing but a King James Bible that had no cross-references in it, and I found it in a hotel room, the Holy Spirit would bring direct verses to my mind. But let's say right. that I have a cross-reference Bible, or I have what is called a Thompson Chain Reference Bible, or something else, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. might say, why don't you look at the chain reference? Why don't you look at the cross-reference or now that you mm-hmm. just happen to be on this page that the cross-reference led you to, read down here further. There's something more I want to tell you. And right. work with that sort of thing, the more resources I have, the Holy Spirit's going to use every one of those to build what he wants said. And the same is true of any gift, you know, psychic gifts, mediumship gifts. You're going to learn something through your experiences and sometimes to reflect back and say, why did that happen? Why did this person come along? Why did they happen to say this to me? And you learn a little bit more about your gift. It might be reading a book like Your Psychic Potential by Richard Ireland that Mark published. You say, wow, right. I remember that kind of an experience. Now here, exactly. here's what happened, and here's what I need to learn from it. You know, he'll say, if you have the book, it's a resource that the Holy Spirit will use. But at the same time... And that's what I love about you, your, book. your book. Your book's that. Right. You, 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 now, what, what do I... Um, out of car. <laughs> you exactly. Uh, you got to crawl before you walk, you know? <laughs> sure. Um, that's why, Kevin, that's one of the questions I want to ask, because I've had some people on the show, and they're lovely. I mean, I don't believe they're evil. And when they say to me, well, I studied to become a medium, how do I handle that? You know, because... You know, some I've had a couple on the show, and they start about the tarot cards and whatever. I'm not into tarot. I tell people I'm not into crystal balls or tarot or any of that stuff. And my same is bad or good or what. I just don't feel comfortable with it, and I've stated that. Um, how do I tell people that come on my show or shows that I'm on that are into this? Um, 
What's the deal with that? Do you think that is well, uh, guided by evil? What is your feeling on that? Well, first of all, there, if a person does communicate with spirits, there is a test for the spirits. In First right. John 4, 1 to 3, it says, you know, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they come from right. God. Every spirit that Je- confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and he that does right. not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. That is the spirit of the Antichrist, which is already in the world. The main thing right. is there is that it's not saying, well, Jesus came in the flesh, Jesus came in the flesh, but to actually believe that the creator of the universe who made all things... You're not going to believe it. The phone just did it. My phone just came on. My phone just came on again. Again, from the phone? Yep. Yep. (laughs) This is crazy. I guess we're on the right subject. Sure. We're on the right subject. And it may be a confirmation. I know we've got about four minutes left here, but... um, Yep. You know, these... No, I kind of lost oh, I just want to tell my listeners if we're on if they're on the phone line after the four minutes they can't hear us. Uh, they can go always go back all my shows the fifty I guess I've done I can't believe it on yeah. many different subjects. You know um, they can go to my archives. But if we go over the time, if you're on the phone line and we have a few, we have my call board lit up. Um, you could stay on I think chat too. But if you're just listening on the internet, uh, you'll have to hear the, the remainder of the show we we go over on the archives. So I just want to let listeners know that. Oh, and well, one more thing, I just want to make an the... announcement. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to make one announcement. Um, um, I will be on tomorrow. I think uh, 9 p.m. I will be uh, inter- I, I will be interviewed tomorrow night on the show called. Um, hold on one second. I have to get it here. Sorry, bear with me. I'm so bad. It's called, um, and I think they have some major sponsors, so it's not like me. I was none. uh, The show is going to be called Signs from Heaven with author and intuitive medium Peggy Nisi. And it's a bridge between two worlds radio. And if you go to my my main Facebook page at Peggy Nisi, you'll see the link to it. So that's where I will be tomorrow night. Three shows in a row. I've never done that before. (laughs) Three days in a row. So it's a bridge between two worlds, okay? I will be interviewed tomorrow night on that show. So, okay, got that out of the way. And we're down to two minutes and 29 seconds. So, um, Kevin, you know what? Let's um, tell people again the name of your book and, uh, you know, your your author page and your sites. And let them know where they can find you. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, the name of the book is The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. My name is mm-hmm. Kevin Schopel, which is spelled S-C-H-O-E-P-P-E-L. But a lot of times mm-hmm. if you go to Amazon.com and you put in Bible and Psychics, I'm going to be one of the first few hits um, right. for both words being in the title. Uh, my website is called BibleForPsychics.com, and there mm-hmm. is a tab there that says to read an excerpt. Um, if anybody wants to hear the radio appearances, such as the other previous shows I've done with you, there's a tab for that, too which references mm-hmm. back to the radio appearances. Also, as I right. believe you said at the first of the show that my book is featured on your page, too, as well, right? I'm sorry. I just, uh, producers, 90 seconds. I'm ignoring them. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, that that you that you also feature my book along with your book on your site, Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. If you go and you go to my archives on the... Um, on the uh, actual captions on my page of the archives of the show, 
um, uh, the, the, the page for the event site has a link to Kevin's book. You can go directly if you hit the uh, the link on that. Uh, sorry, this is 60 seconds. Oh, I hate when they do this. Um, we can continue, like I said. Um, you can click on that link, and you, it'll bring you right to Amazon to purchase Kevin and my books, okay? So, um, Kevin, um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit longer. It's up to you. I'm all, um, I'm all up for it, as long as the archives don't mind hearing it. Uh, that's my favorite way to listen, anyway. I pay those suckers. <laughs> Human terms, <laughs> I pay them. So I'm yeah. good. Control them and show me the money, as they say, right? Okay, we're uh, we've got twenty nine eight sec with twenty eight seconds. Um, this is Peggy S. Imanisi. You can find me on Facebook. Friend me. Let me know that you met me through the show, uh, and then I'll, I'll send you uh, links to my other sites on um, the signs, and you can see with your own eyes. Seeing is believing. Okay, and uh, every Tuesday night, seven to eleven and seven to, to uh, sorry, seven to nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, worldwide show. You can also Skype us by clicking uh, clicking on the link. So we're we're done as far as the show for uh, Facebook and what have you. Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. Okay, okay here we are. Again? It's fe- we're ready for this, Kevin. It's February, yes. and I have a stink bug on the on my board right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! A, a stink bug just came on my board, and I got to get rid of him. You know, I hate doing this to God's creatures, but I don't know where this came from. This is very unusual. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I know it's just as unusual as when Stanley has an iris bloom and it's like the week before Christmas, you know, and and I, I yeah, take that yeah. as a sign. I, I one time she found a four leaf clover on my birthday. You know Really? <laughs> oh yes. Wow. In fact I I put the pictures and that's January of both 1st. of those on Facebook. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Well, you know, my friend Vanessa that I told you how I've just recently connected with and brought Tia through and all this stuff. Um Yes. She told me that day um, that I was going to get signs for animals, okay? And this was this bird that would not leave us. And then I get my reading uh, yesterday from uh, Chiffon from the U.K., and she says, Mark is connecting with two different birds. And then I'm sitting here in my room last night in a major snowstorm. We didn't get the major one that the rest of New England got the other day that they closed New York down. Uh, yeah. We got about 12 inches out there or more. Okay, and I hear a bird chirping at my window that night, like last night, okay? Crazy. Then the day that Vanessa told me about the bird, there was one bird that wouldn't leave us that day at the dock. And yeah. And she says, he's, he's going to connect you with animals. I came home, and there was a cat, a black and white cat that I've never seen before sitting on my deck before I walk into my house. That's amazing. I'm oh, like, excuse me, amazing. And, and my cat... That's fine. My cat Cheech does not allow other animals to live. He's a tiger. <laughs> He's a tiger. Cheech was sitting on one chair and just watching this other cat sitting on my deck. I said, "Here we go." Oops, there it is. I've heard you something know? to the fact that animals have a way of knowing these things. In other words, if if Bart's spirit was with this cat, that that your other cat knew it. Yeah, exactly. And knew it was not just exactly, uh, not yeah. an invader. And it's funny because um, Cheech was my husband's cat. Uh, we had separated after many years. And that was Cheech at Dad's, and, and we had Honda, of course, Mark's Honda. <laughs> we had my Honda cat. Well, Cheech chased Honda away. I lost my cat that I had a couple weeks old that Donnie, my oldest son, gave me because Cheech wasn't going to allow it. And I tried to really not like Cheech for a long time. <laughs> I don't hate people or things, but I was not liking him. 
He's become uh, my best friend. I was trying so not to like this cat, okay? He comes in. I'm going to tell you something about Cheech, okay? He comes yeah. in. Um, he comes in and he looks at me. And if I'm sitting here working, which I'm, you know, I, I work twelve, thirteen hour days. I really do with my books and my poetry, and and I do. I still do some private readings. I, I haven't. I, I don't charge. I know you tell me sometimes you should because. God gives musicians gifts so they can make money, and I do. I'm a lot. I'm, I have a lot of debt, okay. But right now, I'm still not feeling that it's the right time if I'm going to do it. No, that's but perfectly if I okay. No, in fact, that's one thing I I I want to make clear is that I don't say you should charge or you should charge. A lot of times, what I'm saying though is that you know when we use any spiritual gift, and I use this in in the example in the tenth chapter of my book, was to say uh-huh. that you know although Jesus you know, was making a point that a worker is worthy of his keep, that, you know, in exchange for spiritual work, that they were given food and board mm-hmm. and such like that, and that was fine. The Apostle yeah. Paul did not feel that way. In fact, he said mm-hmm. to the Thessalonian church, he said, um, uh, you, know, w- you know, we work day and night so that we would not be a burden yeah. to you. You know, me, by day, he, he exactly. made a tent, as it says in Acts 18.3. He was a tent maker. He did that. Yep. For his living, and then by night he was doing the work of an apostle. So, but he right. never took a cent from anybody. He did not feel that was appropriate to his ministry. So, well, that, that's the way I feel. Even though, to, you know what, Kevin? I've been sitting here two years. I need. Um, I had to have. Um, I almost died after Mark died. Actually, I was sick before he died because of um, uh, root canals poisoning my system, and I was living on borrowed time, oh my. but I couldn't do it. I did not know. Well, I had some of them removed. I need replacements, and it's going to cost a lot of money. And I still haven't had it done because I can't afford it because I'm paying off funerals out of pocket. So I'm paying off past due bills. I'm in a lot of debt. And I, I could use the money. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? I still don't feel it's um, time, you know? And uh, if it comes to that, you know, because I have people out of the blue contact me, and if I feel they have the need, I I have over 1,200 people on my main page. Between all my groups, I probably have about 5,000, okay, because I have a lot of groups. And I can't answer everybody's question, and I come to the show, it's free. I, sometimes I, uh, God puts me in a place where I will respond to them to give them, you know, peace, you know. And um, and I do it, but I can't answer everybody on free readings because I, I just don't have the time. Kevin, you know what? Um, I'm going to say something. We have um, a few callers left on the board. I'm going to see if they sure. have some questions for you. Would you mind taking some questions? I'd love to. Okay, um, I have a caller. Okay, this is area code 303. Give me a minute. I need, because there's a five-second delay, I'm going to say hello. I need your first name and where you're from, and if you want to ask Kevin or I a question. Hold on, please. Hello, caller. 303? Hi, Hello? this is Joanne. Hi, Joanna. Joanna? Hi. Joanna. Yes, I can. Where are you from? Joanna, where are you Denver. from? Denver? Denver, Colorado. Yes, how can we help you? Well, I got to tell you, you know, when you talk about people thinking you're crazy, when I was when I was a child, my great-grandmother died, and I remember seeing her after she passed a few days later. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen spirits on the family ranch. And then I used to be able to astro- Astro project or whatever when you Astro fly. Plan. I've, I've done that myself. I've gone there. Yes. And then, yes, and I then know. I was told, you know, don't do that because you will, you will get stuck out of your body and you won't be able to come in and you'll be come back in and you'll be a vegetable the rest of your life. <laughs> no, I really ha- lost happy b- baloney. That ability. <laughs> happy baloney. Right. <laughs> happy horse baloney. I I, I'm going to say it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I lost that ability. I'm going to say the other thing. 
Yep. And, yep. you know, when my, my grandmother died, my grandmother and I were extremely close. And uh-huh. things with electronic things would happen in the home. And, you know, everybody thought I was nuts. Like my and cell phone my daughter, turning on and off by itself tonight? Exactly. Exactly. Fans oh my would gosh. go on and you'd just be sitting there watching TV, not around a remote control. Um, VCRs would turn on. And I would yep. just say, hi, Grandma, because that was my grandmother coming to visit. And my, my yep, daughter thought exactly. it was nuts. So one day she saw it happen. She's like, oh, my God. And then when my yep. dad passed away, it was that really was traumatizing for me. Um, it'll be three years this mm-hmm. month. And Joanna, I, I'm really, getting a reading for you right now, and I didn't plan on it. Who's Helen? Go for it. <laughs> Who's Helen? Do you have a Helen or Helene near you, or knew of somebody or related to you, or doesn't mean they're on the other um, side? But who's ever coming to me right now? Uh, write it down. I'm feeling Helen or Helene. Does that mean anything, Kevin? Does it mean anything for you? I don't have a Helen in my life at this point. Okay, or any point. Helen or Helene, I'm getting it. Yeah, I did did have a Helen who was a boss that owned one of the Bosa Donut franchises in 1977 when I was dating Stana. I worked for her making donuts, and that was the last time I had a Helen in my life. Was she, is she passed, Kevin? I don't know. I lost contact with her after working for her. All right. And Joanne, I'm sorry, but, you know, oh, no when, I do a when I do a when one-on-one in, reading, I can channel in on directly for you, which I do all the time. But when I have – I still have people on chat, and I still have a few callers on the board because we're past the show. Well, so it could be for somebody would, on there. Yeah. My question, I guess, can, would be can, okay. when, my, when my father passed, you know, I really – I was in such a deep grief that I just totally wasn't able to feel him. There's been a couple times, you know, that I've been trying to meditate or whatever, and, you know, I feel him Mm -hmm. there. But how do you you get to the point where you could meditate without falling asleep? (laughs) Meditate without what? I'm sorry? Without falling asleep. Um, You know what? What I do, because I I really, you know, I get my message. I, I can be wide awake and at the most inappropriate times when I'm doing something else. So I don't really, I mean, I do meditate at times. Um, My best advice to you is just close your eyes, I mean, without falling asleep. And um, just, you know, first of all, you know, Kevin and I both are Christians. Uh, My show, we're, you know, we're Christians. Uh, We do everything in the white light, okay? It's all of God. Mm -hmm. Um, So I usually say a little prayer. Um, you know, I, I, I also believe in our angels. I pray to Archangel Michael to protect us with his armor. Uh, that's something you need to do first so that no dark energy comes in. Kevin, do you agree on mm-hmm. that? Um, I have not prayed to an angel or an archangel. Mine is strictly, you know, to the Lord, through the Holy Spirit. Oh, I do. No, I do. I, I, I do through so Jesus Christ, but I also have the, the help of myself. Archangel. I right. just don't do it myself but, is all. That's fine. That's fine. Well, that's this is what I do. I pr- I pray always to the Lord through Jesus Christ and and with the help of Archangel Michael. Okay, especially with the armor of protection against uh, evil. Okay, and then mm-hmm. I close my eyes and I sometimes like I've been asking the Lord tonight. I guess He doesn't want me to have water because it's still not working. I don't know why He's He's <laughs> He's messing with me tonight because I'm I'm a little upset with the guy, you know. <laughs> but I guess there's a reason for it, you know. Um, but anyhow, um, everything is meant to be. I've actually prayed to Saint Anthony, one of my um, elderly patients, uh, twenty some years ago. I was a specialist in Alzheimer's dementia, 
And she was a very religious woman, Helen. Her name was Helen. And she says, if you're ever missing something, pray to uh, uh, St. Anthony. And I'm telling you, it's worked. Every time I'm missing something, I'm like, okay, St. Anthony, let me find it, okay? And it happens, you know? I, but I've been praying to the Lord through Jesus tonight to make my water. Come on! No, I guess, like I said, when he doesn't answer our prayers, there's a reason, I guess. I don't know what the reason is. But um, you just got to chill, you know, in, in, in layman's terms, relax. And um, did you want something from your dad? Um, Leonard. Who's Leonard? Oh, my gosh. Leonard. Who's Leonard? You asked Leonard. me that question once, remember? Yeah. I, I, no, I, you know what? When I get the message, I don't. But I'm feeling him around again. Does that mean anything no, for you, Joanne, or... or that's nobody's to me. Okay. Well, you asked me that because... question way back when I'd been on, after your second show that I'd been on, and you <clears> said, do you know Leonard? And I said, yeah, he's a plumber that works for the company that I work for, and he's still there working. Um, Hello, plumber. My my, uh, I need a plumber right now. No water. Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Where are you, Leonard, when I need you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying joke. to feel my dad God, again, or, you know. Uh-huh. The what? I'm sorry, honey? i just like to know that he's around, you know, give it some kind of message, you know, because I used Joanne, to feel let me, let, me, let me reassure you, they're all around, you know. We are the ones that um, suffer still because life's about that. I don't know why. I, you know what? If I was God, I'd know all the answers. And even though I'm intuitive oh, yeah. and I, I do what I do to help people. I don't have all the answers. Yeah, Only the Lord I just miss feeling around, and that's I miss that. You know. I uh, well, you know what? My phone just came on again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess somebody's here oh. because this is here. We go again. This is crazy. This, You're gonna get I have to tell you. No I swear to you, it has never, never happened before that my phone comes on by itself. Never. I've had the washing machine. I've had the TV. I videos. Uh, go to my site, uh, Joanne, and see it. Peggy X M E C. You can friend me on uh-huh. Facebook if you're on. I will send you okay. to my sign sites. I have pictures. Very, very videos. Uh, crazy. My phone, my cell phone has never done this before. It was shut off because I don't want it, people calling me while I'm on the show. And um, fourth, fourth time it popped up. And whatever you just said, I somebody's here. <laughs> somebody's here and <laughs> obviously doing it through electric. Yep. It's my grandmother. Um, <laughs> Oh, you know what? I was picking up a woman. Let me see if I can get this. Okay, hold on. Let me tune in. Maria Mary Marianne. Does that mean anything? I had a great-grandmother. What's her name? Marianne? Um, Aunt Marie. Or a great-aunt, I mean. Aunt Marie. What was her name? Marie. Marie. She's here. That's the one who just did my phone then. Yeah, she I was picking up that name. aunt. Okay. Okay, and let me uh, tune into her, okay? Hold on. I have no control over this. It just happens. It's like diarrhea of the mouth. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Layman's story. That's okay. This is me Okay. Uh, okay. I am seeing, okay, popcorn. <laughs> popcorn. Did she used to, like, decorate a Christmas tree with popcorn or was a popcorn I freak did, or something well, with a microwave? I just ate popcorn. The what? I just had what? popcorn. I just had popcorn. Okay. When? Right before the show? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, during. Whoops, there it is. Let me do this. Whoops, there it is. How do you like this, Kevin? Why do they come to me in freaky ways? 
Okay, yeah, she's showing me popcorn. Marie's showing me popcorn. But she's also showing me, like, um, jewelry. Something with jewelry and, like, almost like popcorn threaded, like... That's why I said Christmas tree, because, you know, the old days they used to, like, thread the popcorn and put it on the tree. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing an old-fashioned, and I brought this up, but Kevin, it seems with you with the Victorian houses. I'm seeing a Victorian house. Who had the Victorian house? I'm seeing, like, Boston. Who's from Boston? Are you talking to me now? Either one of you. You know, like I said, if I do a one-on-one, it's different. I'm doing multiple and people on the show still, so... If Boston, there was somebody in the family from Boston, I don't know, because she would have been a great aunt. So, Okay. Kevin, you? Uh, Victorian no, house. Who's got the Vic- there, there's no one I know that has a Victorian house, and I'm kind of in the wrong part of the country for it, too. No, I know. I know. Well, like I said, don't kill the messenger. That's what they're showing me. Victorian house. Uh, okay. No. You know what I'm saying now? Okay. Okay. I am saying... <sighs> okay. Here we go. Now I'm meditating because they're throwing me into this, okay? Sure. I'm seeing organ, organ or a piano, old-fashioned, organ or piano, and I'm seeing a church. Does that mean anything to either one of you? Uh, piano. Who, uh, the same right. aunt, Marie? Who? Right, and my grandfather, which would have been her brother, um, had yeah. the old-fashioned upright piano. Okay, that's what I'm saying, and he played that? Okay, okay. Well, that's for validation. I, I get weird validation, stupid stuff. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all part of the validation. That's what I'm, I'm seeing the old-fashioned, um, oh, my gosh. Somebody's showing me right now, okay, because I have my eyes closed. And I don't do this purposely. It just happens. My eyes close. And they call it New Age, I guess, Third Eye. I don't, I'm just calling it not New Age, Third Eye. I'm seeing an old singer, um, singer, um, sewing machine with a pedal. Does that mm-hmm. relate to either one of you? You know, my, my cousin just posted a picture of one of those. And, wow. I, and I, I thought she had gotten my grandmother's one, but it was her own mother's. Post that recently? Um, she's had she's had the thing since her mom passed away in 1977. Um, you know my 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 cousin Ann Parker Murray. Mm-hmm. But she just posted that picture less than a week ago about the old pedal driven Singer sewing machine. Okay, well, Kevin, like I said, you know how the synchronicity thing. I'm I'm kind of reading both of you. I'm going back, but I'm feeling Joanne. You got that too. What? Tell me about the Singer sewing machine. Who sewed? My Who's mom. My mom has. My mom has one. That was passed down to her. The old, the old uh, pedal one. Right? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Synchronicity. My show. Here we go, Kev. Here I go. <laughs> I love when I meditate. <laughs> it better not put me to sleep. Okay. See what so I can pick up. I, I got the popcorn. Re- I just need to relax. Okay. Just, just chill. Both of you. Okay, Kevin. No longer co-host. You're gonna relax. So I'm gonna read you guys. Okay. All right. Here okay. we go. Um. Because I'm on a roll. <laughs> you know, people laugh at me so sometimes because I'm also a jokester. And I come out, I'm like uh, Henny Youngman without the violin, you know. I start yeah. doing, I, I get on a roll. I get on a roll, you know. You know, take my wife, please, you know. I don't have one. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Hello. Um, okay, let me see. And I've done this before on the show. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Who likes them? Oh, well, I think everyone does. does. <laughs> Who does? Everybody. 
No, 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 not everybody, because I have a lot of friends allergic to them. Who likes the Reese's? Oh, I love them. Okay. What about you, Kev? I haven't had one for a while, but I like them when I get them. All right. Hold I on. was discussing that, though, with somebody today about that was probably one of there's We do have a pet dog named Reese. <laughs> you, you have what? <laughs> we, have a, we have a pet chihuahua named Reese here, and he's about the color of a peanut butter cup. <laughs> Hello. Uh, crazy stuff that I do. Okay, here we go. And she just came, and he's, he's like kneading my back. Stop it. Knock it off. I don't like you, but I love you. <laughs> Hold on a That's second. That sounds like something Stan would say to Reese. Really? Okay. I don't like you, but I love you? Okay. No, he, he, he's second. always one that knows his way in, paw, pet, you know, lick you all over, just like, you know, he overdoes oh it my on gosh. love. You know, I, I can be sound asleep. He'll come up next to my arm, and he makes me pet him. He doesn't stop nudging, nudging my arm, so I pet him. Okay, hold on a second. I'm getting more. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me see what I'm getting. And like I said, I can't help this. I, all of a sudden, my eyes closed, and now I'm, I'm going to meditation. And I, this doesn't happen often, okay? Okay. You know what I'm hearing right now? Glory, glory, hallelujah. The song. What does that mean to either one of you? My dad used to uh, like Mac- Types of American flag, glory, glory, hallelujah. Army or Marines? Who who's the Marine? Uh, my grand, or my father-in-law was the Marine. Okay, I'm hearing that. I'm seeing a flag, and I'm seeing Vietnam, not World War Two. I'm seeing Vietnam. Who has a connection with Vietnam? Mm, I do not. Was, my dad was. On a plane going to Vietnam, and they uh, he, they turned around and he didn't have to go. Okay, okay. Well, that's is is he still here? No. Huh? And my father-in-law was in Korean War. Yeah, I'm seeing like between. I'm bad. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, guys. I flunked it every year. What's between Vietnam and World War Two? Korea. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying something. It, it wasn't World War Two. It wasn't the Vietnam. But I was seeing something in between. And I'm 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 going to tell you something. I'm bad with history. I'm really really bad. It's, oh it's like an ADH <laughs> thing. All right, but I'm I'm hearing the song Glory Glory Hallelujah Hallelujah. Hold on. Sorry, my my speech is getting slurred because I haven't eaten yet. So, um, I've I've MS, uh, Joanne. So you have to bear with my uh, condition here. No, no problem. All right, let me see what else I'm getting. Okay, okay. Trolley cars, rice aroni, San Francisco treat. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> what the heck does rice aroni, <laughs> San Francisco treat? What does that mean? When, when I was a kid, we ate a lot of rice aroni and we used to sing the song because we loved it. Okay, okay, so this is all for you right now, okay. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Rice, the roni, the Yeah, well, that's what I'm hearing. So whoever's connecting from the other side is singing that song to me, and it's annoying me because I keep singing. <laughs> I love it. I probably get the most stupid um, uh, signs, and it, it, I should call it the stupid sign show. <laughs> But I'm hearing that very, and it's funny, it's not like I'm actually, somebody sitting here singing it to me, but I'm hearing it in my head. Bryce, the Ronies, the same with the great, and they're laughing. 
<laughs> okay, so that means something to you. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wasn't even planning on doing readings right now. Okay, uh, let's see if I can bring one more thing through, okay? To show you what I'm about. Okay, um, oh, song, Jimmy Mac, Jimmy Mac, Jimmy Mac, why don't you hurry back? Does that mean anything? Mm, no, I haven't heard it on the radio, but... <laughs> yeah, I've heard it somewhere, but... Somebody named Jimmy in either one of your lives? James? No. I have a cousin. I have a cousin, Jimmy. You have a cousin, James. A, a cousin, okay. Did he pass? No. Is he an idiot? Bad dude? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm hearing the song, Jimmy Mac. I don't know why. Um. Wow. That's that's about all I got. I heard the song. Well, I you guess. had me at popcorn, Maybe just... for God's sakes. <laughs> huh? I had you, you at had popcorn. Me at popcorn. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. But I'm I'm seeing a Christmas tree stringing the popcorn and let me do the singer old fashioned sew machine, which Kevin could like talk about and both of you. So they make and me, rice you know what spirit? <laughs> yeah, rice roni. They they make me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they do that? Well, don't, don't discount do it yet. You, you know, it might no. be that after we've all hung up the phone later, that you know some of these will come to us and say, "Oh, that's right, Peggy talked about this." No, but uh, basically everything I said, ninety ninety-nine percent, meant something to both of you. Okay, I'm seeing a Rita. 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 Margarita. Margarita. Margaritaville. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett. The song, Margaritaville. Yeah? Margaritaville. Brown-Eyed Girl. Who's the brown-eyed girl? Ben Morrison. He did, he did the song. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting Margaritaville, and I'm getting Brown-Eyed Girl. Does that mean anything to either one of you, something significant in your life? No. The, the songs don't point to any significance for me, but maybe Joanna. Well, Joanna? No. I'm seeing a pool table with a song playing. Who plays pool? Nobody Jimmy Mac? Kevin? Now, my dad did play pool. I never saw him play pool, but when he was before children and spouse, I do believe he played mm-hmm. pool. Okay, okay. Validations. That's all I got, guys. I tried. I Thank tried. you so much. Like you said, I had you on the popcorn, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll just try to relax and meditate, and maybe I can, you know, relax. Just do it, honey. Get just back do it. Tune with my, yep. my feelings. Yep. Well, you know, we're almost ending even my uh, my recording here now because we're like a half an hour over show. So I'm going to probably end the show and uh, thank Kevin Schobel, um, author, Baptist Deacon. Um, my advisor, my friend, you know. And, Joanne, thank you for calling out. I'm going to put you back on hold a minute, okay? But yes. Thank you, Joanne. And our show is live every Tuesday night. And after the show, it's archived. You can friend me if you want, Joanne, on, on uh, Facebook, because I have so much on my... Uh, and how do you think... I can lead you to my other name? page. Okay, my, my maiden name is I-M-M, like I am what I am, but I can't stand some more, like Popeye with olives. No, uh, I-M-M. A N E S I is my married name, so it's Peggy. It's hyphenated. M Anisi. A N E S I. Just put Peggy Anisi. Peggy S S for Sam. I don't know about Sam. I sound like Sam. I sound like Sylvia Brown, but I'm not. Okay, <laughs> so it's Peggy P E G Y S M Anisi. Friend me on Facebook, and I'll send you to my other pages to show you some of my stuff. 
Okay, Good. Joanne. Thank and Joanne, um, thank you for calling. And then uh, uh, live shows every Tuesday night, and the show will be archived so you can listen back, okay? Thank you so much. God bless. Have a good night, honey. Good night. Okay. Okay, Kev, how'd you think yes. I did? You you did very good. You know, before you said Margaritaville, I was thinking Rita. I'm near the Santa Rita Mountains. You're what? Okay, where I am is probably about 20 miles from the Santa Rita Mountains in, in Arizona. Okay, here. okay. Well, like I said, you know, I... I don't quite understand the message sometimes, and it'll come through music or whatever. But you know, it it, it means something. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, you know, I hold on to the signs. Sometimes if something comes through for you and it doesn't mean anything in the present moment right now, that it right may be a day or a few hours later that something will will say, wait, wait a minute, maybe I hear Brown Eyed Girl on the radio and it's a special moment mm-hmm. or Margaritaville. You're gonna, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something, Kevin. Kevin, you're going to hear both of them. I'm going to tell you right now, and then you need to call me personally, because you are going to hear both of them in the next maybe I I a month. You know, well, that's I, I always listen and, to and I'm going to tell you something. That's your father. I'm going to tell you right now. It's your father. Are you serious? Yeah, it's your father, what? and he's telling me right. Wait a minute. Here we go. Here we go, Kevin. Now I'm doing you, doing your reading. He's got. It's all good, my friend. It's all good. Everything's straight. And, it, and that's not how you would talk, but that's how I relate to it. It's fine. Everything's fine. Right. Now. You're correct. And then he goes, I'm just going to goof with you. Yep. Goof is Let me know within yes. a month if you hear about the songs. I'm sorry? Yeah, I will, I will let you know when I heard them. I'll make a jot on a sticky note or something to, to, to tell you. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And you're also going to see, um, I'm going to tell you right now, he's telling me, okay? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, let me breathe. Let me breathe, let me breathe. Oh, he's par- he's a powerful sucker. He's tough, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. He's tough. Ooh, oh, he's arrogant. Whoa, he's going to make his point. I, I don't know about your dad. Was he, like, arrogant and, like, oh, it's the way I No, but he was kind of like, else. you know, what he says goes and... And you know he 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 was the guy that liked to be the boss wherever he worked. That's what I'm talking about. I'm 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 yes. I'm the boss of you. I'm the boss. Of you. I'm still the boss of you. See, they come through. You know, it's different over there. You know that. But they're going to yes. come across with the personalities they have here. And he says, "I am the boss of you, pal." But I, everything's <laughs> forgiven. Every everything is. No, he's telling me. He goes, "I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." That is and I the see a tear. I see a tear in his eye. I'm yes. sorry. No, no he's telling to... me he's sorry. Oh, he has a yes. tear in his eye, and it, they don't cry over there. But he's showing me a tear. He goes, "I'm sorry, Kevin." He's almost making me want to cry. I'm sorry. Wow. No, no. What I was trying to tell you. And is guess that what? The phone. Yeah, he's the here same... because the phone. The phone. Yes. Phone call it again. He just popped in on the phone again. Yes, he did, Dad. Yep. Tell him That's I your father. Him. Well, I will say that I will say that to him. I forgive him. I do. Well, he hears you. Uh, he hears you. He's sorry. He says, "I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Whatever happened, Kevin. I don't know the story." He says, "I'm sorry, Kevin. I, it was a mess. It was a mess." Yeah. He goes, "But you're going to hear." He's telling me, "I swear to you, Kevin." He says, "You're going to hear those two songs, and and I know that would not be related to you or him." But you're going to hear those two yes. songs, and you're going to know it's him, okay? Just like, as soon as I said his name, I, I don't even know his name. As soon as I said it, the phone came on again, and I keep shutting it off. We will not stop. 
He's here with me, Kev. And he's really, really sorry. He goes, but you know what? He's so proud. exactly right. Well, he just told, he just told, he's telling me right now, he goes, I'm sorry, but it made you the man that you are. And he's proud. He's proud of what you're doing. Oh. Because you're right where you should be. I I thank you. And I thank him. I'm, wow. Well, you can thank him because he's what, you know what? They're with me and you at the same time. He knows you love him. Yeah. He loves you too. But he goes, and I'm going to say it, and I know you're a deacon. He goes, I'm sorry I was a hard ass. That's what he's saying to me. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah, hard he, ass. He, he 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 knows exactly what it means. He's right, and and this is this this is really exactly in line with everything I've known about my dad and heard since his passing too. That somebody else told you this. Melanie did. Right on spot. He goes, Peggy, you're. He actually just called me by my name. He's going, Peggy, you're right on spot. He's right. He's. I've that never was heard the anybody say. Of my last reading. That was what, a, that the, the same thing I'm telling you? Exactly. No, what happened was on February 22nd last year, Melanie and I were getting together for her group reading. I got there three hours early, and we talked alone on the patio, and she says, "My, your dad wanted me to give you a message to tell, ask your forgiveness that he is sorry for what he did to you. And he says, do mm-hmm. you forgive him? And I just, you know, knowing how Melanie had trained me to say, you well, you can talk freely to spirits. Even if right. you don't hear from him, I said, opening in there, I says, Dad, I do forgive you. And she said mm-hmm. that was very helpful to him because he needed your forgiveness in order to progress through his lessons. She said he can always yep. go down to a lower-level person, but he can't go up without your forgiveness. He, you know, he's he's asking me to mention a name. Kevin, write it down. You know the deal. Brian. Who's Brian? My son. No, Brian with a B. Oh, Brian. 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 Okay. Brian. Okay, Brian. Yeah, Army he, buddy. He's telling uh, me Brian, not Ryan. He's saying Brian. B R I A N. Okay. Yep. I do or not B-R-Y-A-N. know. B R Y A N. Brian. 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 Just write it okay, down. I wrote that down. You know how I do it. Okay. Yeah, he's well, me, yeah, he, he's sitting here. And Brian. actually, I got. T- Kevin, I'm going to tell you, I don't like this when they do this. They're making me feel what they're feeling. And I have tears streaming down my eyes right now. He is so damn sorry. He is so, he is so sorry. And I forgive him. I forgive him and I love him. You, you, you know, he knows that. He loves you too, Kevin. It's unconditional. You know the yes, other side there. It's unconditional. Yeah. I just want you to know that, you know, I guess I, that's how we're going to end the show because your dad, I wasn't even going to read tonight, but Joanne came on and I, I was smelling popcorn. I'm like, she goes, oh, my God, I was just eating popcorn, you know, and something with the Victorian house. I, I, I don't know who that's for. I don't know. If, uh, I have a few people still on the air. Um, actually, you know what? Um, I don't know. I'm just seeing a Victorian house. I It's too late to take anybody else on, but. Something, write that Victorian house down. Who's ever on the air, write it down and see if that means something. Well, I know that and, the you know house what, that my dad owned in Kansas was my grandmother's house, which was built in 1860, roughly. And it had a little bit of that Victorian look, but he, neither he nor my grandmother owns it anymore because they both passed. What well, doesn't it matter? Was, it's it just was, something that was involved. It's something that's ever been involved in their lives, okay? But I'm seeing a Victorian house, and I, I saw that p- the old-fashioned piano um, organ or whatever, and Joanne claimed that. You know, yeah, and there was um, a piano in that house too. Okay, 
Oh, fact, I gosh. learned to play piano on Okay, that. here we go, Kevin. I think this is for you. Okay. Connie yes. Francis, Que Sera Sera. The song, Que Sera Sera, whatever will be, will be. Well, I'm I know that story that that song. Connie Francis did the song I'm sorry. Connie Francis. No, I'm hearing Connie Francis' version. Does that oh, mean really? anything to you? No, but I'm going to write it down. Write it down. This is all from your dad. Wow. Now I'm feeling him. He's just totally here because he's the one to shut my phone on last. Okay, I think that's who, who's been doing it all night. He goes, just do it. And he called me. I, I, I actually, like I said, it's not like I hear it, but I feel it. And he's calling me yeah. Peg. Just let him know. Yep. Pegs, huh? Yep. Peg. No, I was thinking uh, that's right. The Con- Connie Francis did the song "Who's Sorry Now." That's right. No, I know that. I know that. And so did Doris. Yeah. Oh, who saw it? Oh, that could be. That, uh, actually, my dad and I sang that together, so. Really? Wow. No, yeah, there's yeah, so much yeah my dad was a singer songs. and musician. Yep. Wow. Well, I mean, you know what? You, needed, you needed this. You needed this tonight. You needed this tonight. Yes, and he's telling me, Kevin, just keep doing what you're doing. Do, do what you're doing. It's important. That's what you're meant to do. You know that. But sometimes you question. It's like, ugh. Should I keep? Yeah, always you know, means more to hear from your dad. You know what I mean? You know, boys yeah. love to hear from their dad. Yes. Okay. Wait. I got another message. Um, something else is going to come up with work for you. Um, I, I saw that you were having some issues, but he's telling me there's something better coming for you. Be open to it. That's perfect. You you heard about my work reduction, or did you read my? Yeah, yeah, my yeah. I, did I, I? I admit that I saw that, but he's saying don't worry about it because when you know what your dad's saying to me right now, he goes, "When one door closes, a better one opens." Uh, That's his message yes. to you right tonight. Just believe, believe, just believe. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, one more. Here we go, and I can't stop. And I'm going to have to stop because they're going to probably shut me down. Who liked Jim Neighbors or um, uh, I did. Andy Griffin? Gomer Pyle. He and I Gomer, both yeah, Jim Neighbors. Okay, okay, wait a minute. He says to me, the song that he did, he wants you to listen to it tonight and listen to the words. This is what he's telling me right now. I believe. I believe. I, believe. I can look I that believe. up. Okay, uh, I believe. Um, oh gosh, I'm got, you know what? I'm going to look it up right now because this is what he, this is strong, Kevin. This is major strong. Okay, hold on. Uh, I'm writing Kevin so much down on. on a little piece of paper. Kevin, don't worry about it. Um, I believe. I believe. Okay, here we go. Yep, Jim Neighbors. I believe. Hold on. YouTube, Anna Maria, Jim Neighbors. YouTube. Nope. Hold on. Hold on. I believe. He wants you to listen to that song tonight. Google it, Jim Neighbors. I believe. He says that's okay. from that's from my that's from me to my son. That's what he's telling me. I love that. And on that. that note, I'm going to close the show down. And this is for you tonight. And thank you, thank you for being here. Thank on, you, Kevin. Peggy. Thank you. Love you. No problem, sweetie. We love you too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know thank what? you so I, much. I, what's up with the Mickey Mouse thing? M I C K Y. See you real soon. Huh? Yeah, Stana's a real lover of Mickey Mouse. She has Mickey Mouse t-shirts. In fact, I got a Mickey Mouse sorcerer in my office. Okay, well, you know, he's saying, give my love to her. Give me, give my love to yes. her. That's what I'm hearing. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing M-I-C, see you real soon, K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-C. That, okay, that's what he's singing to me. <laughs> he's singing to me. He's singing to me, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. He's going, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. <laughs> this is crazy. Mickey Mouse, I love it. 
Yeah, the Mickey Mouse from from um, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah, letting me know about Santa that he too. approves. He he approved. Did he and Santa? He did not approve in the beginning, did he? No, he did not. You're you're exactly right. Okay, well he's okay with. That's what he's telling me right now. He goes, you know what? That's why I'm sending her Mickey Mouse Disney. That's why I'm sending it to her. Yep, I yeah. approve. And it's all good. He says it's it's fine. It's all good. Things are different. He goes, you know what? Yeah. He's telling me it's him. It's him. It was him. He had to work out his issues. Everything's good and everything. Everything is the way it should be. And that's my last message, okay? Yeah. Okay, okay I hope that's what you're saying. I love it. Yes, it okay. did. I can't believe I did this tonight. Huh? Oh, wow. And I'll be able to listen no, to this all or did the recording cut off? No, no, we're still on. We're still on. Oh, uh, I love you this. I still okay, am. just play the archives back. Okay, honey. Kevin, God bless you. I'm going to have you back on again. Let me know what happens. I want to hear more about the book. Uh, this uh, is uh, uh, Peggy, co-hosted with Kevin Schobel. He's the author and Baptist deacon and the author of the book, uh, The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and uh, Spiritual Gifts. Found on Amazon. You can go to my page for the link. And on the event site, I'm the author of Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. Uh, also, there's a link onto that site for me, and I'm just saying God bless everybody and just peace out, man. We gotta, you know, we gotta love each other. It's all about love, okay? Okay. Good night, Peggy. Okay. Good. Good night, Kevin. Thank you again for being on my show. Thank you. Good night. Thank God you. bless. Yeah. God okay. Bless. Thank you. Bye bye.